Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. I hope you guys enjoyed this finale of Chapter 2, which marks the halfway point of this season. I wanted to give a special thanks to Danny from the podcast Tales from the Lich, who lent us his talented voice this episode. Last time on Trailblazers, the party recovered from their delve into the structure and the horrors that followed. However, it appeared as if Victor hadn't recovered as well as the rest of the group as he began acting strangely. The party made harbor and began to resupply when Booker made an announcement. He had got his work papers and was going to head to the upper city, something all Kadesh citizens hoped to do. However, just as he left, the party learned that Booker was a traitor and stole the canister, the thing that they had sacrificed so much to keep safe. What will the party do now that the canister is gone? Will they be able to track Booker down and get it back? What about the Project Dark prototype that they learned of in the archives? Find out this week on Trailblazers. You're standing looking at the elevator ascending. How high up is the elevator? Very far and very covered by security. <sighs> we don't really have any options. We should head back. Yeah. Think of, think of a way to... Why did he do this? Doesn't make any sense. Why did Booker do anything? He never made any sense to me, Shiva says. I mean, uh, he always did stuff that he thought was fun, I guess. I, I doubt he thinks this was fun. <sighs> As you guys are walking, like, Shiva like, shakes her head. He had me fooled. Thought he was a, an idiot, to be honest. I'm not convinced he isn't. Yeah, betraying us? He is a fool. <laughs> Shiva smiles at that. That is true. You'd have to be pretty dumb to fight against us after all we managed to get through. I mean, with you and me and Baron, I mean, he knows we're going to come after him, right? We're going to kill him. What Baron? Baron said that someone had gotten to Booker. We, we need to group up. Yeah, let's go group up. All right, you guys get back to the boat. Yeah, walk up the, the platform that's been, this temporary platform that's been set from the docks to the boat. You go up there. Tally meets you all, and you see is the device uh, briefcase that held it opened and empty. She looks at you guys and says, he stole it, and it's out there right now. Wait, he, he took it out of the carrying case? Yes. It's out there exposed to the world. Wasn't it cracked? Yes. <sighs> She goes, you mean we were around it? Who knows how long he's had it out of here. I haven't, I left it with him when we got boarded and I haven't had the time to get it back yet. It's, it's only been not even 24 hours. I didn't think that he would do something like this. Oh, Marcus, by the way, looks just, he's like shaking with anger. Is everyone together? Yeah. Baron, what'd you say about Booker? About someone getting to him? Well, I didn't want to say I told you so, but now that you bring it up, I did tell you that if there was anyone on this team that I would go to, if I wanted to turn any of you, it would have been Booker. It's not my fault you don't appreciate my advice. No one, he was here. He couldn't have communicated with anyone. No, he was at the hospital. And then we brought him here, and then he let those comments in. Wait, 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 you're at the hospital. He didn't communicate with anyone while he was here. He was with Red 24-7 for a couple days, though. Marcus says, you think Red is with Comet? I, what, why do we think Red's trustful? Booker's her friend. She, she pushed Booker into our arms for no reason. What do you mean? Remember when she was just like, I can't do this anymore. You, you take him back. She shoved him. She would not let us, she would not keep him. She pushed him at us. And with what Hope said, Hope's suspicious of her. This doesn't make any sense. She gave us money. She funded our operation. It's, I mean, like, who, between the attack and the hospital, who could have even gotten contact with? I doubt Red was with her the, the entire time. I, I can't believe Red would do this. And Hope says, I told you, her magic's charm magic. Even if Booker didn't like her, could have made him do it. Yeah, she, she paid. She paid for the railways to take the canister out of here. She paid for the people 
that would attack us later. This makes sense. I don't want it to, but it does, Marcus says. We told her everything. She we gave her all the evidence. She had a meeting, a backstage meeting with J.G. Locke. Yeah, that's where we first saw him, at her concert. She's the most public figure in the city, maybe even more public than the president himself. How are we supposed to do anything to... You think anyone would believe us if we told them this? She's in the perfect position to do this. Oh, we're not and get telling away anybody it. anything. We're just going to kill them all. Oh, yeah. Right? Killing Red will go over real well. She the deserves city it. will love you. I don't care what the city thinks of me. I just want them dead. You think they're hunting you down now? If they find out you, you kill Red, the city will be on fire until they catch you. Well, there's no way to expose them. She's so smart. Why would she work for people like Comet? Comet attracts crazies. It attracts fanatics, not intelligent people, not the upper class. Who well, says she's working for them? It's yeah. Comet that attacked us with the railways. Maybe Booker they're working Comet for in. her. You think she is the leader of Comet? She's got money. She can hire them. Think of it, Shiva says. A bunch of people who we can never ever figure out why they're doing something, aside from that they're just passionate about it. Sounds like charm to me. Uh, Hope, if, th- if that is the case, what can we do about it? About her magic? Yeah. I mean, now that you know about it, you have a chance to resist it, but you guys have been so atrophied from not having magic around you resisting it's going to be harder for you than it is for normal people there's not like a tinfoil hat thing you can do or something <laughs> no no there's some things you could do in our world but you don't have the the resources the materials or the people who know how to cast the spells to do it so what you hear baron say if red's the leader of comet this won't change anything it doesn't change the fact that you guys weren't able to hold on to the canister no, we're not, we, we can't just be pointing blame right now. We got to figure out what we need to do. We need to get it back. We need to... Yeah, we all screwed up. We all screwed up. We underestimated Booker. We let our guard down. That happened. That's fine. It's over. Let's do something about it. I'm not going to sit here and just cast blame to each other. I just want to figure out what to do and do it. Baron, like, leans back in his chair. Oh, I look forward to hearing what you come up with. Oh, well, do you have any plans? Yeah, he's got plans to sit back and just little us the whole time i'm not foolish enough to take on this stupid task you took it on before you went searching for the canister before yes and imagine who has it now the same people who have hired me we're the same people who hired comet it must feel really good marcus having to pay all that money sacrifice so much kill all those innocent people just to get the canister away from Locke, just to have it back in his hands only a month later mission accomplished that that message we got at Solzhenitsyn said he was there's a prototype or something to pick up with. When was that happening? It, it didn't say. It just said that it was ready for pickup. And I imagine they can do it at any time. It may even be already too late. <sighs> and that just means we need to do it now, Marcus says. He like pounds on the table with his fingers. We get things together, we organize it, and we go to that place now. And Shiva says, yes, and we free the person they have trapped there. Where, where was the location? They named some location. It's in Lower Kadesh, I assume. Yes. I don't see any other way forward from here. We can't go to Upper Kadesh and chase after Booker, unless someone has connections. It's... Baron kind of leans forward and folds his hands. Possible. Alone, I could go up there, and I could hunt down the canister. I did it once before. It would require methods that are unconventional, and that you guys would describe as... What was the word you used? Brutal. And Tally speaks up. No, our biggest mistake was doing things like that. And she looks over at Marcus. I mean, do you, ha- do you have to go full-blown psychopath if you go up there? You can't just, you know, get some information, come back. 
Oh, you're right. I should just go around, ask politely, and people will be free with information. Do you want, matter of fact, to find fine book, or maybe I can trade him for a pack of playing cards? Asking nicely. I wish I had thought of that before. I didn't, I didn't say ask anyone anything. I said just get information instead of killing people to get the canister. And getting information requires beating a few faces. It requires making people scared of what will happen if they don't give you information. All right, let's let's go get that prototype. Maybe then we'll be one step closer. You couldn't take anyone with you, Baron? Not I even hope? best alone. Not even hope. No one there to temper you? I say no. I agree, Tally says. We'll do this other ways. We'll do this the right way. We're trying to save innocent people, not kill them. Uh, Baron gestures and says, uh, What are a few sheep to save the flock? No, we're not doing it that way. You guys get ready. Take someone with you. Go in. Free whatever person they've experimented on this, this prototype. And bring them back here. Well, Shiva, you're most invested in this. She nods. I'm not letting you go without me. She kind of smirks. Just give me a second to go get ready. And she leaves to go get some stuff. What are you guys going to be doing in the meantime? We need to think of something. Well, I'm getting the ships resupplied so we can be about, so we're not sitting in one spot for too long. I guess we'll just get ready to receive whoever it is. I mean, if they're further than they did on Shiva, it's going to take a lot of care. You guys get ready to go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going to head off. The location's somewhere, like, near the middle of the city, and it's a deli. A deli for what, algae? <laughs> Listen, they turn the algae and all sorts of beautiful, awesome things. <laughs> They made algae so they can make ham. All right, so you guys go to a deli, which is some sort of food distribution where they make the algae into all sorts of other things that are far more palatable than algae. And when you get there, you have to break in. The roof! Is this building alone? Is it part of a complex? Is it like This building first... is like sharing walls with a bunch of buildings on the block. I mean, I guess we'll go to the alley behind us, see there's a back door, and rather than like break down the glass. There is, and you see a card reader, which is more advanced tech than you would normally expect. I don't have anything to break into that. Koba was here. But she's not. She's dead. What can we do? Are there any windows or fire escapes? Yes, there is. Both. <laughs> I would hope there'd be windows and fire escapes, not just a fire escape. <laughs> How high is it? I'd say the fire escape is going to go from the second floor all the way to the roof. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try and climb up to the fire escape and, uh, you know, just sneakily look into the window above the deli okay you look you see what would be the front of expected deli a little like display counter all that stuff and then uh since you're looking at the back you're seeing because it's like open into the back where you can see them oh look we make our food fresh you can see us do it like mcdonald's tries to do but somehow it's still always kind of hidden so you're not like yeah there's something going on there i don't know like the site goes up to like i can't see what's happening with their hands i'm gonna look around for uh security uh like cameras sensors like if i open this window is it gonna go perception check 14 <laughs> there is a blinking red dot you can see uh underneath the counter what you see uh something under the counter i think it's one of the uh i think it's like a panic button can we get through the window you think that's okay uh let's see if it's locked i'm gonna try to open the window it's locked hmm. not this one unless we break it open why is it locked yeah no it's it's open uh you don't see any, any other way in it's not bad. Yeah, I'm gonna look in the window again, but this time try to see. If there's like alternate entrances, like maybe side doors to other buildings. Hatch to the roof. Well, <laughs> we can go with the usual. Ah, the roof. Let's try that way. All right. As you can imagine, that door is also locked, and it has a key card as well. Ah. So this building isn't particularly big, correct? No, it's not. It's only like three floors max. All right. So if if we break through the window and an alarm goes off, we won't need a lot of time to search the place. But we're not even sure what we're looking for. I mean, right? We think it might be something like Shiva, but it might not be. It might just be, who knows, another canister. Who, who knows what it is? I really don't want to call the cops. <laughs> I really don't want to do that. 
Wait, 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 wait. I have a laser torch. Go on. Do I really need to? I have a laser torch. I feel like that's all I have to say. Yeah, but are you going to do this door, the door down there? What What are you going to do? I don't know. It's a good question. That's why I'm saying go on. What? Oh, I, I, just laser torch. I have, I have a laser, laser hey, torch. Hey, hey guys, why. guys. Just a reminder, from, we're all friends here. I'm the one with the laser torch, though. All right. You have a good idea, but let's not use the wall or the window. Let's cut our own opening here on the roof. No one's looking up here. No one's going to notice it. And they're not, I don't think they're going to put security things on all the walls. Let's cut our own hole right here. I could grapple it, and then maybe it won't just fall down on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Good idea. I'm going to check back through the window, like, look toward the roof, like, see there's a clear area to cut that's not in the way of any, like, maybe a light fixture or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you find a spot. And, um, I'll go at it with the laser torch, try and cut and out I a square. grapple it. You grapple it, and you cut it open, and you stop it from falling with the grapple, put it to the side, and you break in quietly. Teamwork! <laughs> Is it going for a high five? Yeah, great job, guys. We opened a door. Let's go. That's a hole in the wall. It's way better than a door. Let's go. Fine. I know anything. It's every second that goes by where that girl's still stuck in a tube being experimented on is a second too long. Yes, she continues to talk. Let's go. <laughs> Jump down there. Um, she wiggles her whiskers at you. I said the perfect image. I like the idea of she's got her left side as a mechanical whiskers and the right side are real. And the, wife, the right side just... Meep, meep. <laughs> Can we at least like lean the, the whole thing back so there's not just a gaping hole in the ceiling? Sure. We are in. We're in, boys. You uh, look around. Lanris, for reasons you cannot explain, you can see very well. Usually you need a little bit of light uh, at this point. You understand? I understand what kind of vision you have. Mm-hmm. But you still only... It's limited. You can see things very well. Okay, so let's see. Uh... As you look around, you see there's security on all the doors and windows. Pretty advanced stuff. Good thing we did what we did, because there is, uh, you know, Sloman Shield on each one of these doors. And they've, and they've got Fantasy McGaffey on all the computers. I'm, I'm going to um, investigate the blinking light. You find it down there, and it's, it is a panic button. Hmm. Okay, so if I was hiding Project Shiva V2, I'd put it in the freezer. Is there a freezer? There is, and it is unoccupied. My people, it's got plenty of stuff in it. <laughs> hey, I got some cutters, and I want to try to disable that, that panic button. Okay, make a disabled device check. 15. All right, you manage to cut a wire and the light stops blinking. I hear a snip and I'm like, what was that? I, I think I disabled it. <laughs> okay, I hope so. Um, I'm going to look. Is uh, The floor, is it hardwood, rug? It's tile. It's tile. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look around for like um, trap doors. Perception check. Ooh, a search for secret doors. Two episodes in a row. Should I take a 10? I'm not going to. Maybe there's to. naughty pictures in there. <laughs> 17. Average concealed door is 15. You find a bit of the tile that's cut out just where the squares of the tile would be. Mm-hmm. But you realize that, like, you kick some dust and it falls through. This is a door. Ooh, here we are, here we are. How do we open it? Um, I'm going to lift the tile up. Shiva stays your hand. Huh. If you think all the other doors are trip is secure, you don't think this one will be too? Well, what am I supposed to do? Uh, not force it. I'm just trying to open it. Hey, last time, wasn't the secret door just a, a thing on the computer? Is there a computer? Yes. Oh. It's like where the register is. Um, I, I could try. Okay, the Windows boot up sound occurs. <laughs> Can't you interface with this, Shiva? She stares at you. That's an racist assumption. <laughs> Man, that's not I'm cool. Because I'm a robot. You know what? You guys can finish this mission. Buy your Look. lonesomes. I got a part of a robotic arm. What are you going to say to me? That's not cool, man. That's not cool. You can't, Landers, you can't just ask somebody if they can interface or not. <laughs> she says, no, I can't. After a while, you, you you find a spot that is just, it's very strange. It's not very clear. It's just asking for a password, which stands out to you because it's, like, it's not like I'm trying to log in or anything. It's just this program, blank.exe. Click it. 
Okay. Because there's fantasy mice and fantasy keyboards. Okay, okay. Um, so we need a password. All right. So top of the top of the scoreboard, Shiva Dark Project Dark. Um, Applesauce. If Nitsen did this, it could be the same thing as before. I'm gonna try that. Which one? Applesauce. You type in Applesauce, you hit enter, and you hear unlocking sounds coming from the hatch. And the hatch opens up almost like a hydraulic thing. Man, I was only having like three attempts. You're gonna be like first attempt, but it doesn't work. And second attempt, you got applesauce right away. All right, this this has been this has been a little too easy. I'm getting freaked out here. Uh, remember, I only think I uh, disabled that. I'm not sure. So uh, all right, let, let's hurry then. <laughs> yeah, let's go. You hear sirens. Which is a vertebrate, absolutely coming through, and a vertebrate passes by your shop. I wet myself a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, I peed a little bit. Let's go. Is there a closing mechanism behind us? Ah, uh, there's a switch right near underneath the hatch. I'm gonna flip that switch on the top ring of the ladder. I want to put something there so if someone tries to like go on the ladder, it'll make a noise. I'm just trying to see what I have. Oh, I have whistling arrows. I'm gonna like carefully place a whistling arrow okay. on the top rung or like maybe even in the hatch when we close it so when the hatch mm-hmm. opens up it flies straight down and makes a very loud whistling noise okay as you do that you guys go down this ladder and as you go down you're opened up into a very large underground room and it's got computers all along the walls and in the center is this pillar and this pillar reaches up to the ceiling all sorts of tubes and wires coming off the ceiling connected to it and then all sorts of wires branching off almost like the tentacles of an octopus in all directions from this middle cylinder and this thing is big it's i don't know we'll say 30 feet in in diameter it's just a big pillar with the stuff supporting it it's yeah it's got all sorts of electronic devices on it and uh there's all these monitors all around it i want to look at a monitor and see what it what it's showing it's a status indicator. It's uh, it's indicating all sorts of things like subject healthy, BPM, blah, 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 blah. It's giving all these stats. And then some ones that's like strange to have on any living creature like. But it is giving you all sorts of electronic indicators. And they all say acceptable. Everything's at like a green, a green light next to everything. Acceptable, acceptable, acceptable. Uh, I think there's something in there, like a living thing. I even see like a, yeah, like a little boop, like the hospital heart monitor. I'm pretty sure our hunch about it's another Shiva type thing is correct, but probably a lot bigger. Or at least they got a nicer apartment than Shiva did. Mm. Uh, trying to get them out of here. We might kill them. I don't know what any of this means. Well, some of it. I know, yeah, I know a little bit, but I don't know a whole lot. We just start snapping wires and see. Uh, I'm going to go up to the pillar itself. Okay. Try and like it's a pillar. It's not like a it's not like a stasis kind of chamber like Shiva was in. It's not. It's a pillar. It's got a metal sort of containment thing. Uh, does it look like it can be opened? Like it has like seams? Yes. Okay, so he's got to find the open button, or maybe just some. I don't think we should unplug it. No, no. <sighs> so you look around the room. There is like almost like whiteboards and chalkboards with all sorts of technical lingo on it, and some things that you can decipher. Some of it is saying phase one and then phase two with crude drawings. There's schematics around stuff that's too technical. Maybe maybe our engineer could come up with a couple of things, but despite that, it's just a a bunch of things to indicate that they're working on something. I'm gonna make sure Bird gets a pass and catches those things on his camera. Okay. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna look at it with my knowledge engineer. Go ahead. And I got a, pl- a plus twenty one. You should take a ten. <laughs> All right. Well, you uh, as you're looking through it, these are definitely schematics that would uh, for for building, and you actually win roll because if you get a good roll, I'm gonna give you something special. You should take a ten. We learned our lesson. You should take a ten. Nope. Roll. <laughs> More fun. <laughs> Gambling's fun. Thirty one. He took a ten. Yes, I knew it. 
<laughs> I would love if you rolled a 10. He did. I, I did roll a 10. Oh, great. <laughs> Landris, you see Victor kind of look around. He kind of wipes off a table and he puts a couple of the schematics on top of each other. And when you combine them in this way, it makes a lot more sense to you. And you see it is, as you expect with Shiva, a bunch of replacements of organic with mechanical, with cybernetic. Uh, but it's on a scale that's beyond Shiva. It's like a lot. If you thought Shiva was replaced a lot, it's like, is there anything left here in the human? Can we elf? Can we tell what the... Oh, is that what it was? An elf? Can we tell what the... Yeah, um, yeah you find things indicating that it was a elf. All right, but do you know where the sh- shutoff switch is? Look, I found this out. I can, I can find out the shutoff switch. I look around. Oh, and there's, there's, there's a kajillion computers. Take your pick. That one. Yep, that one right there. It looks suspicious. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it's, does it look like there's a main terminal? Like, one that's directly hooked up to the pillar itself and not just, like, say, a computer yeah, sure on the sure there's, su- there's, there's, like, at least two. Oh, there's at least two of us? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we want to look... I'd focus on the ones that are specifically look like they're connected to the pillar because I assume they'd have, like, other ones for monitoring, other ones just for, like, gathering data that aren't even, even really connected to the rest of it. Mm-hmm. All right, you find one and it has status in stasis and then there's a bunch of actions release terminate things like that uh who finds that me or vic you i think i found it guys but we have a bit of a decision oh if this person's an elf they might have got along with it willingly yeah and we're not sure i mean they could put a chip in there that controls this thing all the more reason to rescue them but if we release them they might just attack us on site i mean not everybody's you shiva well, if they're anything like me, they're not going to have any memory. And they're going to be weak coming out. We get them back. We talk to them. We give them at least a chance to choose their fate instead of just killing somebody randomly. What kind of option is that, Victor? Killing somebody because they might be a problem? I've gone through a lot recently. A lot of things have tried to kill me. I'm just saying. Do whatever you want. Pick the action. I look at Shiva and hit the release button. You hear the sound of depressurizing and steam comes out of this machine. The center pillar as it opens up some retracts this thing some retracts into the floor and as it's retracting into the floor something is coming up from the center of the floor up comes not a stasis tube or anything like that but this person itself standing almost perfectly straight and gleaming golden metal cybernetics almost all of it is cybernetics but you can see that the cybernetics are built around this thing. You can see a center spot. You can see like a spine, but the spine is just covered, augmented as it were, with cybernetics. And you can see different parts where there would be flesh, but instead the shape of the flesh has been taken over with these cybernetics. But it's just, it's its a gleaming, shining gold. You do notice that on its left gauntlet, as it were, it has a shield and its right gauntlet has nothing. And it, all these lights kind of, Flick on, flicker on into a steady, bright, shining, greenish, greenish blue, teal sort of color, including these lines where its eyes should be. And you hear an announcement over the speakers. Attention all personnel. The Dark Trooper has been activated. Repeat. The Dark Trooper has been activated. Running last known protocols. Combat test. Oh, thanks a lot, Shiva. Rewind roll initiative. I got a 19 on my... I also got a 19. The thing, almost like it's throwing something on the ground, hurls its hand. Out comes a, a metal blade, right? And then the blade heats up, and it heats up red, and then it ends up heating blue. And it's almost like smoking off of it, almost as if even the, the driest of air has enough moisture. Or this thing is so hot that it's burning the moisture around it. 
and then you can see little drippings off of it. Whatever is dripping, maybe it's melting part of the metal. Who knows? But there's just like things dripping off of this of his right arm. And Shiva is going to take out her mono whip, and you see spills out of her hand. She grabs onto it, and uh, she now has this this rope made of a similar thing, but more it's more made of filament than is solid thing. Puts her hand out and says, "We're here to help you. You don't have to fight us." I was like you. I was trapped in, and then it interrupts her before she can even continue her plea. It, uh, you see little wheels pop out of its, uh, its the bottom of its feet and spin and hurl him very quickly at Chiva, and he takes a swipe at her. And she screams out as it slices her. Uh, Lamers' turn. So he's completely free of any tubes or anything connected from him to the machine. Yes. Matter of fact, when he came up, you didn't see anything connected to him at all. It was more of a, a prison cell than a stasis tube. Shiva will ask him questions if he lives through this. I'm going to take out my bow and fire at him. Okay. Full round action, 28. Hit. Natural 1, 24. Hit. 17. Oh, no, 17's a mess. A total of 57 damage. How many attacks? I'm going to have um, Bird on protecting Shiva. Okay. Uh, you can hear coming from the announcement system, the the, the speakers, the, uh, the intercom, as it were, in a different voice than the uh, sort of announcer, it say, Range threat detected. Targeting. And it turns to you, and it runs, and it makes a slice of you. And the wheels, by the way, have retracted back to his feet. 22. Does not hit, and I dodge away from him. He slices, and you get out of the way. Uh, Victor's turn. How far is he? I mean, I guess it depends on how you started out the battle. Uh, right now I was, he's next to Landris. I probably would have been close to Landris. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to full round action him. 40? Oh, that's a 20. I rolled a 20. Hold on, let me confirm. 32. Miss. <laughs> 30. Miss hit. And then a 10. I'm pretty sure that missed. Miss. Yep. So you have an idea. You still have the general form of, like, the muscle structure of a person. You can see well-formed biceps. They're just covered in this metal, or if not covered, completely replaced. But it's still keeping the general form of a person, just a very well-armored, metallic, cybernetic person. The first hit is 52 points of damage. Okay, uh, it's vulnerable. Is, is that the critical hit? Yeah, that's the critical. It's vulnerable to critical, so that 52 is going to be a 21 plus 52. It's 72, right? So 77. And then the second hit is 29. You slam this thing, and you can hear the metal like as you hit it. There's no vibration. There's no loose pieces. This thing is solidly built. And as you like smash it and hit this thing and make it bend different directions, it slowly turns to you, and you can hear through the intercoms. High DPS detected. Minimizing. 32 to your, AC, uh, to your CMD. It's, I have 30, so. It grabs your arm, your um, metallic arm, uh-huh. lifts up its blade, and severs it. Now, unlike if this was a fleshy arm, you are not debilitated to the state of like, oh, well, I guess I'm out of this battle now. You will simply have the detriments of losing an arm without the catastrophic damage of, oh, I'm dead now. Right. Oh, <laughs> 25 points of damage. Let's let's make you make a, a CMB check versus yourself to see if you can hold on to your weapon. 17. Mm, your CMD is what? 30. Okay, so your metal arm, you don't have time to open it up, so it, it's holding onto the hammer or your mace as it, your mace drops with your hand still holding it to the ground. And you hear a... Target neutralized. Refocusing. And it is now Shiva's turn. Shiva is going to run up to it. Uh, but you can see the thing, like, as it slices... It leaves a big gash across its armor. It's going to point its arm at you, Lanris. Uh-huh. The metal, uh, glowing, melting energy sword thing uh, flies off as he shoots it at you. And it critically fails. Uh, so you kind of turn you turn your head to the right as it passes right behind your skull. 
and slams into the wall. And then you see another uh, metal thing shing, come out of it. It's a uh, gauntlet. I'm gonna be now Lamar's turn. Combat test over. Good job. Great success. <laughs> Does it react? No. <laughs> I'm gonna um, shoot more arrows at it. I'm gonna make my first arrow a um, entangling shot. Hopefully that one hits. It, it does not. Yeah, that also does not. Wow. Okay, that's two natural ones. Uh, 31. Is it hit? And 29. Is it hit? Uh, 41 damage. You see like those wheels come out again, and it slides and it goes right past you, taking a swipe at you as it passes. 29. I dodge, adding four to my AC. No, bird, I need you. Come back. That hits. Seven points of damage. And now it's going to be uh, Victor's turn. I'm going to go to the computer and see if I can deactivate it. You go over to the computer and you're going through it and it says right now status active and you see, you know, parameters neutralize all opponents. So what are you going to try to do here? Uh, I don't see like a command list around. Uh, sure. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to rather reward creativity than being like, you can do these three things. Right, 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 right. I want to try. I'll to put this way. It says enter command. Enter command. Okay, I'm going to enter command um, cease combat. All right, you enter and cease combat, and it says cannot cease combat. How many tries do I get in this turn? You know, I'm going to give you a try turn. Can you type them with one hand? It's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I figured. The thing jumps into the air as it, like, it crouches down, and you see like little openings open on the side of its legs, and a little bit of steam comes out, and then little thrusters as it jumps into the air, and then slams down, like its its blade retracts back into its claw, and it slams down onto the ground. 23 versus your CMD. Nope. 23 does not. All of you manage to keep your ground, uh, keep your footing, but as it hits, the ground shatters and cracks all around it. Everything from about 40 feet away from you, uh, from this machine, which is kind of like an, in between all you guys, is now difficult terrain. She is gonna shift next to it and do a four-round attack. She slices it, doing some damage, putting it now back to Landris's turn. I'm gonna five foot step away in four-round action again, and I'm gonna move Bird over to protect me. 28. Hit. 36. Hit. 25. Is a hit. 30. That is a total of 85 damage across five attacks. As usual, you're, you're hitting arrows against steel, but you're making some purchase. Terrain advantage. Retaining mobility superiority. And it's going to be a target attack against your leg, Landers. It shoots mm. the thing again. 17. No. It shoots and it like, it goes through your boot and you're like, what, did I lose? And it's like in between your big toe and your next toe. And you kind of pull your foot away as you can because it's, it's just super hot melting. So you just like it burns right through as you pull your foot away. Vic, can you set it to non-lethal mode? Shing! Out comes another thing which superheats. Uh, Victor's turn. I'm going to type in hostiles eliminated. It, it comes back false. <laughs> Doggone it. It's going to run up to Landris. I'm going to dodge. 22. Nope. It slices and misses. Shiva's turn, and Shiva, now that she's out of range, she's gonna pull out one of, like, an arc rifle. Okay, she fires. This thing quickly, like lightning, brings up its small, like, shield. It's almost like a buckler, right? And angles it, and the, sh the electricity hits the shield, and instead of dispersing, bounces off this stream of electricity. And he directs it at you, Lanris. Take four points of damage. She was like, piss! And she puts the gun away and brings back <laughs> out her mono whip. And it's going to try to make a full round attack against you. Landers. Shifts to you. Take 10 points of damage. All right. 24 and nope. 17. Nope. Landers' turn. Not gonna, I'm going to take a five foot step away in full round action. No reason to try and get creative. <laughs> 36. Hit. 35. Hit. 20. Hit. 23. Oh, 20 is not a hit. Okay, 23. Hit. 72 damage across four attacks. <laughs> Put it in debug mode. <laughs> gonna make it uh, its turn. It's gonna shift to you, and it's gonna try to sunder your weapon. Mine? Yep. Well, I'm definitely gonna try and dodge that. <laughs> Neutralizing offensive device. Oh, you're gonna be lucky, I think. Unless you got a terrible CMD. Uh, 21. Nope. It slices at your bow, and you, like, pull it away. Is it, like, just... 
right past the string. That's one of a kind. My turn. Yep, Victor. Okay, I'm gonna try perceive hostiles as friendly. Boop, boop, boop. It, it, it takes the command and it says manually input. You can do one a turn. Okay, so I can do one this time? Yep, it, it displays a, 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 an icon for everyone in the room. Okay, I put in Landris. Okay, it's turn again. Uh, Landris, it takes a step to you and, and draws its blade back, almost like to stab in your face. And then you see it like stop almost for like a full second. And you hear uh, process complete. And it turns and looks over at Shiva. And it's going to, the wheels come out again and it goes past her to slash her. And it misses. Now it's going to be her turn. Uh, it's past her, so she's going to have to run up to it and slash it. She misses and it's going to be... Hit's turn again. Its wheels come out again, and it goes right past her. It gets her, and you hear her scream out again as it, like, slices right below her knee. Uh, not severing her leg, but hitting her. Uh, sure. Good thing is it's the metallic. <laughs> yeah, so was my arm. But as it goes right past her, it's right next to you now, Victor. Lanner's turn. Oh, no. Um, I saw it not attack me, so I'm going to move. I'm going to send Bird over to protect Victor. Uh, and then I'm going to keep firing arrows at it. 28. Hit. 29. Hit. 27. Hit. 23. Hit. 88 damage over 5 hits. Which, oh my goodness, DR, am I- you'd be wrecking it. I've been forgetting my favorite damage bonus the whole time. Add 20 damage to that. 108 over 5 hits. Alright, you hear- System compromised. Catastrophic damage. Failure imminent. And it starts, like, sparking. And at this point, a bunch of, like, metal plates are loose, falling off, wires are disconnected, some of its lights are blinking off. It strikes at Victor. 23. With um, Bird's help, it does it misses. I've done a bad job, by the way, describing how very quick this is. Like, any arrow you've ever missed, uh, Landris, was not because you didn't aim it right. It was because, like, it would catch it or slice it out of the air. Now it's Vic's turn. I put Victor. You hear processing. And then it turns and it looks at Shiva. And it's going to run up to Shiva. And as it runs, it jumps up and brings its blade down across her diagonally. Oh, and it hits her. Luckily, most of her chest is metal as it slices across it. She doesn't feel it. Her turn. Oh, she's gonna phone on actions. Case thing is looking really, really, really bad, but it's not quite dead. It's gonna retaliate. All right, that looks like it hurt her a pretty good bit. It like stabs her through the shoulder, elbows her in the face, and then slices down to like gutter. And if she actually had a human stomach, you might expect her intestines to fall out as it slices, almost like a smile on her stomach. Now it's Landers' turn. I'm gonna send Bird over to protect Shiva. I'm gonna take out blunt arrows and shoot these non-lethally. I'm gonna save us all a lot of time. Construct traits, it is immune to uh, non-lethal damage, so everything bounces harmlessly off of it. Would I recognize it after the first arrow and be able to switch? Yes. The subsequent arrows? Yep, your first arrow like shatters against it uselessly. I'm like, mm, so much for that. Uh, 33. Uh, is it hit? A 23. Hit. Uh, 43 across two attacks. Okay, as you uh, shoot, like, the, the arrow that missed it, like, it brings up its little buckler and breaks it, but the other two, like, go straight into its head, and then you see the lights kind of flicker off, and the thing kind of hunches over, but it doesn't fall over. It kind of almost, like, stiffens up. I go and grab my mace with my hand still clutching it. I, won't, I want to bring both of them back. <laughs> okay. Vic, Vic, are you okay? I, I gotta have to have a new hand or fix this one. She okay. walks over and, like, picks out some, like, splinters out of her metal and goes... Well, at least it targeted your cybernetic hand, huh? Yeah, and at least I was quick at thinking, and I almost had him off of you, too. What were you doing? I was trying to make him perceive us as friendly, so we could- Hey, pleasantries later. Let's get what we can out of this place and leave. What about him? We'll take him with us. How? I don't know what we're gonna do. What, what do you mean? He's probably weighs a ton. <sighs> they, they would have had to have had a way to transport him. Let's just look around, see what we can find. I want to look for a dolly. No dolly. Was there one in the deli? A dolly, a dolly in the deli? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I assume they'd, they'd have to have something to, like, um, cart crates of algae back and forth. It's true. It would be true, except I always, uh, as, as a person who's who's received deliveries before, usually the dolly comes with a deliverer. Uh, no, no dolly. As, as you're looking for a dolly, Shiva's just, like, looking this thing over. What do you think you can do? Can you fix him? Can you get him running? I, Anything? I can't do any of that, but look how far they've transformed him. He's, he's barely recognizable as Elvish anymore. We can't just leave him here. We either have to destroy him or bring him back with us. We can't let them have a piece of that. That's the research. That's what I'm saying. We got to either destroy it or bring it back with us. Tar, was your interview any explosives? No. Freeze him, and then we can hit him really hard and make hopefully breaks it to a thousand pieces. But that's not. Well, Shiva goes over and she starts grabbing up all those like uh, schematics and stuff. I'm gonna try and pull whatever I can off of computers and and. You download it to bird, I guess. All right, so that's going to depend on how long you guys want to be there, because there's a lot of computers and a lot of information. I'd probably just go to a computer or two near the the boards where it looked like they were planning stuff. Okay. Because I because I don't want like its vital statistics. I don't care about that. Sure. I don't want like its actually. I do want its command codes in case we see another one. Um, I'm going to download what I can from the terminal Vic was at that had its command line. Okay. And then at least one of the computers near the um boards. That had, like, the phase planning. All right, that should take some time. That should be a good amount of information you can grab. I want to look this thing over and see if there's anything I can take off of him or find, like, a self-destruct button or anything like that, you know. Take one of those. Does he have brain chips? Take one of those brain chips. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see what I can take off of him. Okay, um, his weapon is still glowing hot. Um, it's not no longer being actively heated up, but it was heated up to extreme temperatures. You can... Open up a Kit's Gauntlet to find a couple other ones that seem to have a maybe like a dozen in there. It, you see like where there should be a skill chip is some sort of chip you don't understand. Okay. Can I move his arm? Yeah. I want to take that hot piece and see if I can cut off his left arm. He's kind of like a mannequin where he's stiff but articulated. I want to cut off his, I want to slice his left arm off of his shoulder. Okay. How are you going to do that? With that hot blade. Oh, I see. You're going to use like one hand over the other. All right, cool. Yeah, you can do it. I'm taking this. <laughs> Why? Whatever. To replace care. mine. As, as you slice it, by the way, in the very center is flesh. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> After I take... I don't care. <laughs> I take the arm and I, I fasten it to myself. Um, that you can't do quickly. No, because I have one arm. Hey, Shiva, can you carry this? Sure. And then I go over to the computer and I type in self-destruct. Um, self-destruct, confirm? Are we ready? Uh, Yeah, I think I got everything. There's not another exit from this place, Caleb, is there? No. Just the way we came? Correct. What, wait, wait, before you blow this up, what did you take off of it? It's arm, and it's this chip that was in its, its skill slot slot? Yep. Okay. That's it. I don't want the little... Okay. Get up the hatch. All right. I don't know how long we got. Get up the hatch. I'm going to press this, and then I'm running up with you. Shiva, you got the arm? Yeah, I got it. All right, get up the hatch. She kind of stops in a minute, puts her hand on the shoulders thing, and looks at it, goes away to the hatch. We tried, Shiva. We tried. We can't. All right, they're up the hatch. Yep. I hit the button and I run. Okay, you hit the button and you run and nothing happens. I turn back around. What does the computer screen say? Are you sure? <laughs> I hit Y <laughs> or yes or whatever. Sure, sure. It says, uh, this is a top level action. Please enter password. Oh, no. I try applesauce. Confirm? Oh, yes. <laughs> After you do this, you will be unable to undo this. Are you okay with that? Vic, <laughs> what's taking so long? Yes. Self-destruct, 10. Nine, I run. Eight, seven, six. You guys fly up them, skin the top, out the hatch, go over to close the hatch on the computer, and as it closes, you hear an explosion underneath you. The building shakes, and as it shakes, glass shatters from the windows, and the we- hatch blows off of the floor and hits the ceiling and lands. We gotta get out and of here. And then you hear, we gotta get out of here now. Book it. 
I try to find something to cover the arm with. <laughs> An explosion. Everybody looks at the building. Out comes three men. One guy holding... <laughs> An arm. Holding an arm with a mace on it. Another girl holding another arm that's trailing blood. And then another guy with a little robot following him. Like, wee! As you guys run off. Nothing suspicious here. <laughs> All right. You guys run off. After a little bit, you see like three police vertebrates fly overhead past you towards where you were running from. How are we going to get your arm back on? Well, we'll worry about that when we get to the boat. Let's get to the boat and try to be as nonchalant as possible. That's a little difficult given the circumstances. Oh, yeah, no, we really blend in, Victor. I I said as possible. I didn't say we're going to succeed. Just to- <laughs> As you guys head back, uh, she was like saying stuff like, it's not fair. He was, he was so far gone. It was like there was nobody left but a machine. Is that what was going to happen to me? As we turned into this dark trooper? Maybe, but you weren't. They saved you. You're fine. We just gotta rescue more before they can get them that far. We gotta stop them so they won't even get anybody anymore. There was an elf in that thing. He probably volunteered. That's why we got- I didn't volunteer. Yeah, and they abducted you from a bar. You're not from Upper Kadesh. What says this elf was from Upper Kadesh? Just because he's an elf, he has to be some sort of guy in the conspiracy? You are very racist today, Landris. Yeah, wow. First talk about cyborgs and then elves. I mean, come on, man. You think that- they would dump their, you know, all this research they've done so far, the farthest they've ever been on, you know, someone that wouldn't comply? No. That's true. This is all, all speculation at this point. What does it matter? Only thing that matters right now is getting back to the boat. Look, there's no incapacitating that thing, Shiva. My arrows bounced off of it. I know. The thing was so fast. I, I couldn't figure out what it was doing next by the time it did something. I couldn't think about what to do next, and it was just so fast. Mm, hopefully that explosion knocked out all the research. We don't, I don't want to see another one of those. This wasn't anything like what I expected. Well, I guess you're the lucky one. Yeah, lucky. You guys get back to the boat. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just getting ready to open up our presents. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Trailblazers, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Pathfinder Academy? Why don't you try some of our favorite episodes? One of mine definitely has to be the one we did on character creation. That was a great one. We even had Andrew from Tales from the Lich come on for the second part of that one. It was an awesome time. You can find Pathfinder Academy on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen too, so go onto our site, tblazer.net, for a complete list of the ways you can listen. So go ahead, get some eggnog, pour yourself a cup of cheer, grab some dice, and join us. Alright, Christian, this one's for me. Open it up. Oh, Caleb, a, a bag of dice. How unexpected. you guys arrive everyone's kind of ready to like embrace a new person into their crew and then they come and just see you guys with holding two arms ty's like what what, what happened shiva like puts the arm like hands the arm to her and says mission failed project dark is a soldier enhancement project it was a cyber soldier a soldier it's the best word i could use to describe it it's the second time i heard that term in a couple days you cut my hand off oh my goodness victor come uh, to the med bay it's fine it's fine i just that's why i brought that one I go are to the med bay. Are you aware your arm is holding a mace? Yes. Yeah. Okay, just make sure. I just, just in case, that one didn't work to reattachment. You could, you could wield your arm like a weapon and it has a weapon on the end of it. You would smack him like a super flail. That's right. I take, take that and the other arm and I go to the med bay. See what they can do. Okay. All right. Uh, 
We'll say Tar's working on you, and you you and Landers can talk while it happens. <sighs> I almost had him shut down, or, or perceiving us as friendly. Hey, worked for me. It was quick thinking. Good job, Victor. Oh, I suppose we could have taken him alive. Maybe we could have undone whatever they did to him. Or her, I can't even tell his gender for how much they modified that thing. Yeah, I think it was more of an it right now. I, I don't know much about robotics. I It would be like reprogramming them, and that doesn't feel right. I would have wanted to give it a... It's life back. It's mind back. Give it its free will back. Done something. The thing was just told these are your enemies, and then it did everything it could. Fought to the death to kill us because some program said you need to do this. I don't think there was any saving it. I think it was more computer than person. Then why are they even doing this? Why not just make robots? We're good at that. We have awesome robots. Huge machines of death. Those are all made of crystal. This thing looked different. This thing looked more metal. Maybe. Maybe it didn't start like that. What do you mean? Well, I'm thinking a project this big, you know, it's really expensive. You would need, you know, a really big figurehead to get behind this. Maybe it did start as something helpful. Maybe helping people, like disabled people, like Kyle Katan's daughter. Maybe someone co-opted it into what it's become now. Imagine the good that could do, you know, if it wasn't in the hands of a crazy scientist. And we're nowhere closer to any of this. We still struck a blow, didn't we? They're not going to get that prototype. And the prototype says to me that there's not a lot of them else walking around. Yeah. We have whatever's on that ship and whatever data I pulled from the computers. You should go through some of that, Victor. You know the most about engineering. Yeah, once I get my arm fixed, I will. We need a computer person. We had a great person. Yeah, I know. Well, we don't anymore. Tars interrupts you guys and says, uh, yeah, I can't put this on. <laughs> well, what about which one? This uh, other one you brought, there's, uh, and he kind of br- puts his finger in like a hole and brings out like blood. He goes, there's still like flesh in this. Okay, what about that one? And I point to my mace where they're still grasping. Gra- uh, grasping. Uh, I don't know, man. That that wasn't like, hey, let's just unscrew it. This thing was sliced clean. Well, what can we do? I think you're going to have to get a new arm. I mean, if you bring this other arm to a cybernetic company, they might be able to modify it to work, but... No, I certainly no, can't, can't figure out how to get the flesh out of this sucker. I've never seen a cybernetic arm that's still got flesh in it. Well, we need to keep it safe, because we need to look at that technology, because that's advanced. And we, well, might... we can't just bring Victor to a clinic. Besides, how much money does that cost? I'm just telling you, I don't know how to do it. It's too much for me. Maybe if it was a clean cut and you had another arm, I could put it on, but I can't do this. Bring me a fully functional cybernetic arm, and I could take off the rest of your old one and put it on. But I can't just glue this back together or put on a thing that's got bone still in it. We don't have any spares? No, I don't carry around spare arms. Maybe if we expanded our med bay, but somebody chose to focus on weapons. <laughs> we haven't had the choice. Maybe we had the choice med- for 15 missions. <laughs> <laughs> we- somebody wanted a power suit so bad and a brain chip they haven't used. <laughs> I haven't had to. I don't want to just go knocking gears off my life. <laughs> Years or arms? I guess we all see who always gets the rotten end of the stick. Poor, poor Victor. Where can we steal one from? I guess any clinic. You guys seem to be good at breaking into those places. I'm not. I'm gonna be pretty useless unless I can get an arm. Tars just laughs. What? <laughs> the thing literally disarmed you. Oh, shut up, man. <laughs> hey, don't worry. Hey, he puts his hand on your shoulder, the one that's missing the arm. Don't worry, you got friends here. We'll help you out. We'll be sure to lend you a hand. <laughs> Go ahead, get it all out. <laughs> what? Nothing, what? You're gonna help me steal one, right? If we can find somewhere to steal one from, maybe one falls off the back of a shipment, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna be the mob now. 
Tally comes in. You guys okay? Well, we can't fix my arm. Jeez. Unless we could get a replacement. Well, you guys okay otherwise? Yeah. What'd you find down there? A weapon. What I was gonna become? That thing was advanced. I got his arm so we can look into that technology and see what we can learn from it, but... You wouldn't believe the beating it took from us and kept going. If Vic didn't think here to, to change its, I don't know, whatever, so that it wouldn't target us, fine. I don't know what would have happened. That thing was... I'm just happy there was one of them. It was quick. It was efficient. Yeah, as soon as you put a, um, a big blow on it, it would counteract it. It, it was it was really advanced, really quick. It saw that Vic was kicking the crap out of it, so it disabled Vic. It tried to take out your weapon, Landris. Yeah, try to take on my leg, too. It was jumping around the battlefield like Oh, crazy. yeah, you're going to need a new shoe, man. If one second it was over there, the next second it was behind you. How's the he- how's the fur on your toe? <laughs> you don't smell that? I do smell it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Burnt toe sweat. Hey, don't worry, Landris. At least you still have more fur than me. At least it wasn't your other ear. Yeah, hey, look at... Th- oh, Landris, your other ear. Don't even. <laughs> she smirks. Wait, it's, it'd run disable too cute threat profile assessment? <laughs> what are we going to do? We got to review what we got from that thing's chip and what I downloaded from Bird. All right, let's look at that. that Bird, Bird can be your spare arm. Hey, we got a good computer here? Yeah. You guys go over to uh, the med bay, which has also a big computer. Can I put the chip in it? I guess you're already in the med bay. No, he went to the, the armory. Uh, Yeah, sure. Put the chip in there and see what I can find out about it. The room, everything in the room shuts down. Seriously? And then and then the screen turns back on, and then you just see lines of code going very quickly. Oh. Uh, did you just knock out the whole boat? No, I hope not. Is this it is, hacking us? Take I don't know. I take it out. The screen goes blank again, and all the lights turn back on, and the computer goes back to normal. I don't know what that was. Koba was here. Does anyone else know computers? Not very well. I think we're all about the same level. Are, are we connected to any outside networks? No. We're on a ship. Okay, so I just want to make sure. What else did you we... get aside from that chip? The data on Bird. And, I downloaded and some stuff arm. from the computers. And all this. She, she oh, yeah. puts down all those schematics. You go over the schematics and stuff you got. The schematics talk about two phases. Phase one, and it gives all the different parts of the Dark Trooper that if you had all the equipment and probably a little more knowledge in different fields because it's more of an engineering. It's cybernetics and all sorts of stuff. You could probably recreate with enough time another Dark Trooper. It's it's so detailed. Uh, But then it says phase two, and there's no, like, real schematics like the first one that you could just build one off of. But there's a list of, like, improvements and needs. It's, like, pointing, like... Uh, better armor plating, how to sustain maneuverability with heavier armor, ranged weapons, question mark, things like that. But it's very little detail. It seems like they've only recently began to really start thinking about a phase two. Does it list what the chip is? No. Okay. And as you're going through all like the files you got off of Bird, what were the things you said you grabbed? I specifically got the stuff that was by, the the computers that were by these um, schematics we have. Okay. And the command window that... uh, Victor was at. Okay, you see a bunch of commands, and what is the biggest thing that jumps out of these commands? Obviously, it's a, a lot of weapon type stuff. Whatever to tell what um, whether or not something is a target or not. But one thing that really stands out to you is that it's written all as if it was commanding multiple. And there's no like it's all like combat related stuff, or at least stuff that, if not combat, is like basic like movement or correct. Nothing is like here's a better way to build a, a, a new building or stuff like that. Nothing's like that. 
They did want, they want a whole ring of these things. They want an army, right? For what? What war are they fighting? They have a, a battleship and now these things. What if there's another landmass here with people on it? You can't keep something like that secret from the whole city. Sure you can. What if, what if they're preparing for the other war? What other war? Hopes. Crossing to the other side? Yeah. What if we're just mucking it all up? Why wouldn't they just tell us that? How would they know about the war in the homeworld? Maybe it's not that they want to fight the war. Maybe they just want to take over. They found a way back through and now they want to go in and just dominate that side. Maybe they do know about the war. They know that they're, both sides are already damaged. You know, they're already taking hits. And so it could be easy to overthrow them. Why would they keep that secret, though? Why wouldn't... Why keep everyone in the dark about that? Because it, everybody wants to go back to the homeland, right? They got good good feelings about the homeland. Who wants to attack the homeland? No one, right? We think of it as as that that magical place, you know, that we came from. It was perfect, you know? So who would want to t- attack that? Who would want to take that over? We just want to go back and live happy lives, right? They could easily spin it into fighting for the, uh, for the elves against the... Clockwork and Baron, or whatever he is in that time. I don't get this. If, if President Catan is behind all this, like we thought, what what goal would he have for doing this? This, if they are building an army, it's not going to be accomplished in his lifetime. He's going to die in a few years. He's ancient. Unless he's figured out a way past that. I mean, have you seen his hair? It's perfect. He does have gray hair. For a guy that old, he's his hair. He shouldn't even have hair. <laughs> we saw everything comes back to the hair. We figured it out. That's the missing component. Everything makes sense now. Maybe immortality through machine body? Yeah. If he could perfect this, he could put himself in, a, in one of those bodies. Be unstoppable. unstoppable. We need to send Baron up there and see what's going on. We can't just... We can't sick him like a dog. He wants to go. He's fond of dogs. Let's treat him like one. I'm not saying to treat him like a dog. He wants to go. He said He said it himself. So we just let he him go. Because he wants to kill people. I want to kill Booker right now. Yeah, I know. We could rip his arm off and give it to you. <laughs> Everyone wants to kill Booker. But we can't just... We don't know what people in Upper Kadesh are doing. They could be just as innocent as the people on the tram that Baron killed to get to us. As the people in the nightclub that he butchered. Oh, Landris, don't be so naive. They're living on up above. They don't care one bit about us. They don't care. We're dirt to them. We're that animals. They deserve to... Literally. They deserve to die. If he really wanted to go, he'd go himself. He even said it. He doesn't even believe in all this. I don't even know why he's still here. Hope. Hope is why he's still here. Then we get her to get him to agree. Not just go on killing sprees. He's got magic. He can use subterfuge. This is all so big. Yeah, we're looking at it from the lowest point. Uh, I'm also going to go through the information from the um the other computer. You find a file. It's a report to two Solzhenitsyn from some other unnamed scientist, some no-name. And it was it's talking about after much research and many clinical trials, we found that, that this file will be the best for the type of psychological response you were desiring. And there's an MP3. Um, I shouldn't say MP3. There's We have fantasy MP3 that you can play. <laughs> um, don't think we should play that. Why? The psychological response that Nitsen wants is probably either unyielding obedience or bloodthirsty rage. So at least we'll know? Well, can we... Let's get a better test environment than, you know, let's all three of us listen to it and then kill each other. You guys want to plug headphones in and just put it on one of you? Put it on me. I can't do that much damage right now. If you even want to, you can shackle my, my good arm down to the... I, this might wipe your memory. <sighs> what do you mean? You don't care? 
course I care, but I'm just saying, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. All right. Your choice, Victor. All right, Victor, I just don't want character. Any, I don't just don't want you to take any more psychological damage than you already have. What do you mean? We're cured. Yeah, mostly. What do you mean by that? Well, Vic, you, you are acting a little bit different. What are you talking about? I'm fine. I'm, I've been great since we left there. I felt great. D- do you? Yeah, why? Y'all are, y'all are crazy. Maybe maybe you didn't leave there right. Maybe you didn't get cured all the way. I didn't. I mean, I got cured, I think, from the crystal, but I can't forget what happened down there. I didn't. It replays in my head, and I don't feel all right. I'm just barely hanging on for the most part. So you don't want to listen to this? No, but if are you handling it better than I am? You, do you not feel that same way? What, guilt? Regret? Yeah. No, why would I? Well, because a lot of bad things happen down there. You gonna tie me up or what? <sighs> Hand over your weapon stuff. I'm not gonna yeah. tie you up. I'm sure we can deal with you without an arm. No offense. Yeah. I let him take my weapons. Give me your mace. Okay. Uh, no. Um, okay, no? No, uh, you can't have my mace. Okay, well, that's a weapon. Matter of fact, it's your primary weapon. I, 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 I like, I need that mace. Okay, well, I'll give it back to you after we're sure you're not gonna try to kill us. Is that reasonable? I, I guess. Her hand is outstretched. Put it in her hand, but I don't let go of it yet. She kind of like tugs on it. Victor! Uh, uh, I let go. She kind of like tugs it away from you. <laughs> what is it, your best friend or something? She puts on her belt. All right. All right, now don't, don't just like, I don't know, full blast it. Just like, you know, play a little bit, stop. Play a little bit, stop. Guys, guys, this is weird. Do you want to stop it? I, what? I don't even know what this is. It's like a something making noise with a funky beat. All right, do you feel okay? There's a siren, and then there's this thing that's, I don't know what that is. Loud, like? Yeah, it's loud. It's just a jumble of noises. There's there's a siren, there's a funky beat, you know, like red-ish. And then there's... Was it, was it music or just noise? Uh, no, there's music, and then there's noise. There's a siren, and there's this this thing making this this howling noise. Like I guess I don't know what it is. I've never heard anything like that before. Do you feel any different? I feel confused. <laughs> well, I feel that way after talking to you as well. So, all right, uh, you could take these things off. I don't even know what to do. This doesn't this doesn't make sense. Okay, do you want to play it, Erlaris? No. You should. I don't want to. <laughs> what was that? You you tell us. I can't even explain it because there's, I told you, there's, there's music, right? And there's like sirens. Neut- neutralize threats. Self-destruct. Okay, <laughs> it didn't turn you into a robot. What? Just checking. Well, how can it turn me into a robot? Stand up. This thing was trying to get a desired psychological effect. What do you Jump up and down. Okay, so you, you feel no need to obey me? Shut up. Thank goodness for that. <sighs> she hands you back your face. <sighs> We need to get this hand off of my mace. <laughs> I think I already did that. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna stab myself with a hypo needle gunny thing. Okay. Well, that felt like a giant waste of time. I don't know. We learned a lot. Uh, do we find anything else in the um that secondary computer I looked at? I think the last thing that seems anything interesting is that it t- it mentions uh the control chip may also be useful for the reaver. Um, look into it. Question mark. Sort of thing. The Reaver. If I the word to, to what's it mean to Reeve? Bird define Reeve. Well, sir, I'm so happy that you've asked me to help you in this way. I am happy to be loyal to you as you are loyal to me. And 
the company. And as such, you should be rewarded with this definition. Wreath, verb, to take away by or as by force, to plunder, to rob. Past tense, wreathed, raft. Present tense, reaving. Thank, thank you, Bird. Thank you. I accept the reward. Okay, so that's definitely not a good thing. Um, if you're still willing to be our human guinea pig, um, Victor, uh, we have this brain chip. Uh, how about no? It's Shiva puts her hand up. Let's not put the monster brain chip into the brain of our friend. The thing that, I don't know, shut down every computer around us. Well, Vic's not a computer. I No, I'm gonna... Vic, you're not gonna put this thing in your brain. Yeah, I pretty sure i don't want that in my brain right now later a second ago you were learning about listening to music and you want to put this thing into his brain well the music didn't go so bad you didn't even listen to it ask it let me hear it and she grabs the headphones and she turns it on wait no 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 (laughs) what is she doing is she like looking her eyes turn red no (laughs) they've put enough in me before that now i am activated she kind of like makes a a discomfortable face it's a baby victor she takes the headphone off what you're hearing is the cry of a baby how, how do you know that? And she kind of stopped her a second and goes, I don't know how I know. Just do. I've never well, I mean, never heard that before. How old are you? Maybe there were still kids around. She looks at you like, really? How many times <laughs> do you have to go over this? I don't know. Victor. Uh, Landris. I don't know how you, old I am. Remember that whole part where I don't remember anything except being saved? Maybe you're old enough that there was kids when you were, you know, what? Old enough to know what that meant. Yeah, I guess. I guess that means I'm more than 60. Did um did Shiva get hit like in her uh oh, fleshy parts? <laughs> yeah, there's some cuts in her flesh. Yeah, I start treating her wounds. Okay. Just, oh, thank you. Yeah. Have you ever done like I don't know a blood analysis on you or I don't know something like that? Blood analysis? Yeah, to you know learn more about you. No, I like to use every pint I have. You know what I mean? Like to, to it can help determine those things. There's there's you can find out about people through like tissue samples and I can look you know, at fl- the file Stein left behind. She did all that stuff to me when they first got me. It's a thirteen heel check. I'm just trying to clean them up. She's like, oh, st- all right, thank you. You, I'll take care of it. Thank you. I take the rag with her blood on it. Yeah, go ahead and make a, uh, a slight of hand check. 14. So nice and I actually have NPCs that I've made, so I don't have to make up like, oh, I guess she has a five cents motive. So, so I noticed Vic trying to hide this rag. Yep, you just pretend that you've taken a 10 to your perception. I, I don't say anything. When I, I try not to look like I noticed. So Shiva goes, later, so I think you can listen to it. Nope, nope. Not listen to it, crazy man. Psych- psycho music. Nope, mm-mm. Now listen to babies cry. I are, the last time I saw a baby went very badly. Just play it on the speakers. You're a selfish person. I am not denying that. I, no one. <laughs> oh, you won't listen to the song, but let's throw a, a foreign chip into our friend's brain. I was asking, and he denied, and that's okay. What What is wrong with this exchange? I'm going to go I, take if, care of myself. If I could put it in my she walks brain away slot and waves her hand like that, whatever. I don't have. Does, I would she put dismisses it in there. you. If she leaves the room. <laughs> I um turn around and I start rubbing the mace with the rag in the room I'm in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, a bit. Yeah. What are you doing? What do you mean? The mace. Hmm? Yeah, I'm just polishing it. With the creepy blood rag you just Hmm? tried to put behind your back nonchalantly? What? What are you doing? (laughs) The the most ancient of defenses. What? How are you doing that with one hand? No, I just have it, like, set on a table. (laughs) It's really hard to hide things when you only have one arm to do it with. Uh, Don't worry about it. You don't... Look, Shiva's gone. Are you okay? Like, I'm here if you want to talk. What? Talk about what? I don't, whatever's bothering you. You know what? Later, we'll we'll go, you know, I'll spend the night in your room, we'll braid each other's hair, and we'll share our feelings, sure. We'll, we'll probably have a lot of difficulty braiding your hair. Sure. Ah! 
Yeah, I can't braid your hair because I only have one hand. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm fine. I don't know why you're so concerned about me. I'm fine. I feel good. Because, do you? Of course. These aren't the actions of someone that feels good. Look, I'm, I don't care, whatever. I'm here when you want to talk, okay? Yeah, whatever. Fine, I leave. Okay. I'm gonna go find Marcus. Okay. I don't know, you find him, who cares where. Okay, but it's just him, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, you got a second, Marcus? Sure, what's going on? Like, I'm just gonna be blunt. You don't gotta tell me the specifics, but what were you and Baron yelling about? What do you mean? You know what I mean. No, Look, I don't know what you mean. On the boat, before we went down to the archives? That's none of your- you see, like, the look of recognition? None of your business. Look, every bad thing that's happened so far has been someone within this organization hiding something. Like I said, you don't gotta tell me the specifics, but I can't really let that rest. We were having a disagreement. About what? About the canister. Uh-huh. And that's it, Victor. Or Landris, Dagnabbit. <laughs> that's, you know, I felt like so last season made a funny joke about, hey, can the dragon fit in the room? Ha ha ha. And, and you know, does it have a weak spot? This year's, this season's running joke is that Caleb can't remember two names. <laughs> Two names of his players. Jeez Louise. Because, uh, and that's it, Lanris. That's it? Yeah, that's it. What I talk to Baron about is my business, just like I'm not going to ask you every conversation you have with somebody in private. What were you and Shiva and Victor talking about just a second ago? I don't I don't care. If you want to keep that from me, it's fine. Didn't I, realize I gave up my privacy when I joined this organization or created this organization. It, it was just one question, Marcus. I'm not prying into your whole life. You're being, like, super defensive about it, which is weird. You've... You've come up with, you know, clever little underhanded plans before. What's your idea on all this? Oh, I wasn't aware everybody's ready to hear my plans again, given that no one liked my last one. I didn't deny that it got the job done. I was just a little peeved about who it hurt. I'm the one that voted to keep you around, didn't I? It's true. I didn't never deny that you had good plans, and we need a good plan right now. Or anything. We need somewhere to go forward to. <sighs> I don't know. I gotta have time. I gotta look at the stuff you brought back. We'll do that. We need that. Okay. Tally's good for keeping the morale together, but she hasn't done anything groundbreaking on the tactic side. No, it was never her strong. Nope. Are people still treating you, you know? Yeah, they are. There's not much I can do about it except eat it. Well, you mentioned you, you know, you sacrificed a lot to get all this. And, you know, maybe it would help if people understood what you did sacrifice, because it doesn't really mean much to them when you just say it. He nods. Honest, genuinely. All, all the stuff we brought back from Project Arcs in the uh, computer room. You want to take a look at it? Okay, thank you. I'm going to go to um, Tar. Okay. And I'm going to bring my um, shield. I have a uh, lightweight shield, a steel shield. And I'm going to see if he can attach it to my arm. Like, find, like do like a quick attach so I could take it off like when I go to sleep, but I could like just hook it back on. Your, your, your empty arm? Yeah. I have an uh, arm. Like, I'm just missing the hand, right? No, it cut off like right below the shoulder. Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> just graft the shield to your side. I go find you, Lanris. Okay. Hey. Uh, yeah, what's up? Uh, I am feeling bad. Okay. Uh, here, sit down. I sit. Uh, about what? About not having an arm. That's understandable. We gotta do something about this. I agree. Like, Sue. Because I could, I can do stuff with this hand, but I'm gonna be, I'm just gonna be bringing you down. If You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna be a big help to you. Okay, so until we get an arm here, uh, I'm going to command Bird to follow Vic, uh, like exclusively. Let Bird help you with whatever you need a second hand for. Um, but where are we going to get another arm? We got to steal one. From where? The closest clinic. I, how specific are these things? Can we just get like any arm and slap it on there? Well, I mean, It needs to be a left easy. arm. <laughs> if we could get one like my old one. You've seen my old one. Yeah. 
In fact, we could get the serial numbers off of it. Nick, there's an idea. Trace it back and see what we can find the closest one to and, and do that. I mean, I got money. How much do one of these things cost? They're expensive, man. I don't know. I was out. <laughs> Bird, check the cost of a bionic arm. Well, sir, I'm sure glad that you asked me, and I'm happy to help you. He does this. He does this all the time now. Yeah. Well, sir, yeah. I've looked it up, and I am happy to report that a cybernetic arm goes for about 5000 A cybernetic arm is a great boon to somebody who is missing an arm, or somebody who would like to replace thank a Bird, normal thank arm. You. Thank you. Thank you, Bird. As it has... Th- Bird. <laughs> are you happy with your loyalty reward? Is there an installment fee? Yes, there is, sir, and I'd be happy to tell you what that is. The installment fee is... I liked it better when he didn't talk. (laughs) Well, your boyfriend gave you that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So I can't turn it off. I have to suffer. Sir, it's about one-tenth of the price, which would be about 500 gold pieces. However, sir, please understand that I'm giving you an estimation, and the price can sometimes be higher or lower, depending... Are you satisfied, sir? Yes, very satisfied. I am so happy it has made my day to make yours. Well, I got like... Your daily reminder, sir. Please eat recycled food. It's good for the environment. It's algae. It's all recycled. Don't argue with it. Don't argue with it. (laughs) Well, now that you've brought this up, let me please explain to you in my five-point program and PowerPoint presentation... (laughs) You see, like, lights are still lighting up. Like, whenever it talks, it lights up a little bit. Like, it's still going, but it's on mute. (sighs) That's like... Everything I have. I have like 2,000 gold to spare for you. But where are we going to do that? It shoots a projector onto the wall with a PowerPoint <laughs> presentation. He does that in the middle of the night. He gives you PowerPoint presentations in the middle of the night? Yes. About what? <laughs> Recycled food. You see a picture of food going in the mouth, out the butt, then back into the mouth. Like a, like a little <laughs> very simple diagram with like a circle. <laughs> with the three green arrows. I don't Maybe... I don't know if Qatar said that if we got an actual arm, he can install it. So we could have someone else go buy the arm and then bring it back here and then install it. Fine. I mean, if you want to steal one that bad. Kind of. We got to redo this. Just fine. We'll send off the money. Here, here, here. I I take out 2000 gold and give it to him. I go to Tally and I tell her uh, I need a new arm. All right. We'll just we can skip through this. That's fine with you. No, no, that's fine. I give her the money. Let her ship out. She says she'll get you one. She goes, are you sure you want Tar to install it? I know he thinks he can do it, but it might be better if you have a professional do it. Who? Do you know someone? Maybe we could bribe one of the people at a clinic to come over. And then give them hush money? I mean, that's going to be more. I mean, we can cover up most of you except the arm. They won't even have to see you to know you. It's up to you. I'm no, just it's whatever saying, you think is best. This is your group. This is your group. Well, it's your arm. I'm just saying I know Tar and I know what he can and can't do. When the equipment we do and do not have... I'm just saying that... Bring in the specialist. There's a chance. Okay. He made you fun got- of my arm. Okay. Right, I'll tell you what. She puts her hand on your shoulder. Your good shoulder. I'll pay the hush money. I appreciate that. We gotta look out for each other. I'm gonna talk to Kentaro, of course. Okay. Guess what he's doing? Uh, I have no idea. He's punching his punching okay. bag. He's exercising. Okay. I'm just gonna watch him for a bit. Like, wait for him to um, slow down and try and talk to him. I don't really want to interrupt him. After a little bit, he notices you and kind of jumps a little bit and goes, Landris! Oh, hey. <laughs> How long have you been sitting there? Uh, I don't know, just a couple minutes. He walks over to her, he has like a towel hanging and he's dabbing his face. What's up? Did you hear what happened today? No. Well, you know what, let's just spare everybody here for a fourth time. Yeah? <laughs> uh, hopefully getting Vic a new arm. Well, I'm glad you look okay. I didn't want to be like the ninth person to ask if you were okay, so. No, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Um, but. <sighs> hey, I think, uh, I think you're, I think Bird's trying to tell you something, it's blanking. Is I, oh, wait, yeah. no, you left it. You left it with Victor. You ruined my entire joke. Never mind. Uh, I just want to talk about um, the, the the kind of 
the the pu- being in public thing. Well, well what do you mean? There's How to like talk about? Kind of you know skittish. When I'm not skittish. you think I'm skittish? I'm not defensive. You think I'm defensive? I'm not defensive. When you're being defensive, not alone. <laughs> he doesn't actually think all that. What about it? I mean, I'm just thinking of you know the you know stuff we're gonna do in the future. You know, I like to like you know go out and like you know want to eat dinner with you and like go to clubs and you, mean you know stuff. Please like, stop hunting you. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think positive. Um, it's going to be tough to do those things if I feel like I'm walking on eggshells the whole time. I'm sorry, I don't mean to make you feel like you're walking on eggshells. I, I, just, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but I just want to... Just help me better understand the boundaries. No, sure, it's nothing you have to do different. I'm the one that's got to fix something. I'm sorry. It's just I'm a, a private person. <laughs> Says the guy that took action shots with Koba. What? We should have been snooping around. Yeah, we saw him. Sorry. Saw what? She took pictures? Uh, you, wait, you didn't know? No, I didn't know. Where? Let me see him. Oh, oh I'm, I, okay, okay. Um, I go to Koba's room. They're not in her safe anymore. Um. He looks at you and raises an eyebrow. Vic. You think Victor has pictures of me? And Tar. Well, let's hope it's for Tar or Koba instead of me. <sighs> let's was... go. I'm not letting him keep those pictures. Let, let me talk to him. Uh, okay. But if you don't get him, I'm getting them. I get it, I get it, but just, I, I, I think there's something going on with him. You noticed that too? Y- yeah. He was rubbing that mace with Shiva's blood rag. It was weird. I don't know exactly what that means, but it sounds gross. It was really weird, but let, let me just try to talk to him for a bit. Listen, when you do, just be, be sensitive. It's only been a couple days since everything happened down there. Not everyone's as strong as you. He says he feels fine, and I'm inclined to believe him. Or it's denial, which is like the worst thing that you can do to take care of stuff like this. Well, you're a good friend. He puts his... Everyone's putting a hand on shoulders. I can't use that no more. He puts both his hands on both your shoulders. Uh, he kind of parts your hair and rubs your ear a little bit and says, if anyone should be talking to him, it's you. You guys are good friends, and you're sensitive. Maybe they'll have you around. I'll get the pictures and, you know, maybe cut out Koba and... <laughs> uh, maybe you can just... I'll just I'll take the picture. <laughs> I'll get him, and then we'll get rid of him. I'm gonna go find Vic. Back to get a on your door. I am sitting on my bed and I'm just telling Bird, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, because I'm assuming <laughs> he did not give me the the uh, access to shut him off, so he's just talking. Well, he's muted, but he's just displaying. Like at this point, you're like, I don't understand how we got to recycle food to pictures of dogs. Where do, where's the where's the interconnection? I don't understand anymore. You almost want it on just so you can figure out what is he talking about. Come in. I open the door. This thing is you buy crazy. a picture of dogs. <laughs> what is it doing? Right, look, just, I forget how I turn this off. Um, <laughs> What do you mean you forget? It's your bird. Maybe you could different. do a handle animal check. <laughs> I, I could do that. Um, I'll take a 10 for a 21. Ah, there you find it. Click. It's the first time that check has been made this entire campaign. Yep. Vic, where are the pictures? Pictures? Of, of Sarah? The one you gave me? No. The ones from Koba's safe. I don't have them. It's 10 on my bluff check. Why are you lying to me? Why'd you take them? Look, I don't even care. Where are they? Nowhere. Vic. <sighs> They're under my bed. I'm going to go check. You find them. Well, why do you have these? I, I don't know. I thought maybe I could use them if I needed to shut one of them up or... What? You know, if they were getting on my nerves or something I or I needed something from them, I could use it. Are you sure you're feeling okay? Why do you keep asking me that? Because... I'm not talking to the same person that was hugging me on the floor after we got out of Slenderman place. 
Yes, you are. I am the same person. I'm not. I'm not the Slender Man. I know you thought that at one time, but I'm not. That's not what I'm. That's not what I'm saying. You're caring and you're nice to a fault, Vic, and that's just not how you've been. And I just, I want that person back. I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm me. Are you? Yes. Where's that picture of Sarah? I don't know. In my closet. In your closet? Yeah, why? What? Make a will save there, Victor. It's 11. What, you just threw it on the floor of your closet? The picture of your wife? You almost hear in your head, he knows. I grab my mace. What, what's the problem? If I want to just, you know, if it belongs to me, I can throw it wherever I want. I'm going to look at this closet. It's on the floor. It's just crumpled up. I just kind of look at it, and I look over at Vic. Sorry, I must have got under something. I don't know. Yeah, I think you do know. I'm just going to leave with the picture. You go back to Kintaro? Yeah. Hey, how'd it go? I got the pictures, but I look at this. He's crumpled up Sarah's picture and threw it on the floor. Really? The one you gave him? Yeah. There is something wrong with him. That's not right. Hey, so you said you got the pictures? <laughs> I hold up the envelope. Do you take it like, from sh- you? <laughs> Kind of looks at it and it, and you can see like a moment of him like being lost in nostalgia. Um. Okay, we should get rid of those now. Huh? Oh yeah, of course. Wait, uh, is that should, Tar? Do, we should probably tell him. Maybe he wants it for sentimental reasons. Oh, I didn't need to know that. He puts it back in. <laughs> so we will burn him. I. I mean, I don't know. It feels bad, you know, throwing away one of the last pictures I have of her. <laughs> I got plenty on Bird. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of course. Yeah, and he hands it back to you. Make sure I tell Tar. I wonder why she took pictures without telling me. I have no idea. There are good shots, though. Nice angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just get rid of it. I don't want me to talk anymore about this out loud where people might hear us through the walls. <laughs> Not that I'm nervous about, because that would be ridiculous to, to be you know, nervous about somebody doing that, because it would be listening at the wall. But I'm just saying maybe they should. How's your day? I'm going to go talk to Tar. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to bring the little flower ad thing, the neon flower ad, sure. with me. Tara's like, I told you, Victor, I cannot put... Oh, Landris. Hey, uh, put down the... I like walk up to him, I put down the um, neon flower ad. Uh, I, I, I was thinking we should probably do something for Koba and Stallion. Uh, do you know what Koba's favorite color was? Blue. Yeah, I figured. She changed her uh, hair every freaking week, but she kept blue for quite a while. So what do you think about this one? I point to some blue arrangement. It's nice. Maybe we can, I don't know, put it up in a room, make a little memorial of some kind. That'd be nice. I wish we had, like, funerals. We didn't even do anything for Stallion. Well, we still can. Maybe we should. feels weird just forgetting about it like it didn't even exist. I haven't been to a lot of funerals. Um, I don't know what people usually do. I'll figure out some. That is a good arrangement. Uh, you should... It's your decision. Wait, we found this in Koba's room. I'll just leave it at that. And I put the envelope that has his pictures in it uh, in front of him. What have you done with with Kintaro? Is it like in a different like in a different pocket? I, I would have taken them out and like given them to him. He opens up and smirks and goes, uh, "Thanks." Just you know, hide him or something. Uh, Vic's on a panty raid. What? I don't know. Just he's acting weird, right? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Vic stole them for some reason. So just I don't know. For some reason, please look at them. I think I know exactly why I stole them. <laughs> you know, not not everyone can just have that much muscle mass. Yeah. Again, I want to remind everybody at home exactly what the one thing my listeners said they didn't want to hear. I've been good. <laughs> Tar. I've been good. T- t- Tar, don't don't take them out now. You go back to Kentaro? Yeah. Is he pissed at Vic? He doesn't even know anything's wrong. Well, that's not a surprise. It takes a lot to get through his thick skull. Either a laser or a drill or, I guess, on one instance, Baron. Hey, what about that uh, book you got? Uh, which one? The book on treating insanity. 
Um, <laughs> note: I have been trying to keep the chi- the book about um, chiropractic secret from him. Sure. I was. I've been just really worried about that because you know the book's kind of. You saw what they do. Sure. It's called Curing Insanity. It might be worth a shot. I feel like, what, are we going to hold a seance? I don't know. We'll have an intervention. We'll invite him to dinner, and then we'll have all his best friends there. We're not leaving <laughs> until we sort this out. We're going to say some things. You're going to say some things. There's a banner. It says, interviction. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Mako will save. You're now chaotic, evil, evil. <laughs> uh, maybe that's not a bad idea. I don't know. I'm just worried about the book. I mean, just have it so you can close in case something bad happens. Well, that didn't work so well with the dragon. Well, let's not fight a dragon while we try to... Let's not fight a giant monster in a swirling ocean while we try to hold a book. I, I take out that, that book. Okay. Not a bad idea, I guess. Worth trying. But how do we... I think he's angry at me. He might be mad at something else and just taking it out. He's pretty upset about his arm. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow at, like, breakfast or something. All right, well, uh, you guys are going to go to bed unless you have anything you want to do aside from that. You guys, as you guys get ready for, you know, bedtime and all that, you're, like, going through your, you know, your bedroom into, like, the little, like, everybody gets, like, their own little, like, little bathroom, little tiny thing. And when you're in there, like, it takes you, like, four minutes of doing, brushing your teeth and all that crap for you to notice, Landris, that you haven't turned the lights on. And you're, like, weird. I, and you, like, turn the lights on. It doesn't make too much of a difference. And... When you turn your light on, uh, join me in a personal chat there, Christian. Finally, not me. Okay. <laughs> when you turn the light on, you see your shadow, but it seems to have more fanged teeth than you do. Um, now, how much sharper are we talking? I mean, it's noticed, like it's a shadow, which is usually kind of like difficult to get features off. But when you get just right, which you happen to be when you turn the light on, you can see like these fangs. And this is for Christian. Uh, unfortunately, Pathfinder is a game of rules in which you need to know the rules of something that is separate from what your character knows. All right? Yeah. So for Christian, you have the shadow-bound corruption. In your first manifestation is eerie perception. Your eyes change, adapting to a life in the shadows. You gain dark vision to a range of 60 feet. If you already have dark vision, the range of your dark vision increases by 30 feet instead. You get a plus two bonus on perception and stealth checks. And this will increase when you have a better manifestation level, but you're just at manifestation level one. Your eye color fades to a dull gray and your eyes overreact to light. You gain light sensitivity, causing you to be dazzled in areas of bright light. Okay. Everybody gets all ready to bed. Goes to bed. Morning comes. <laughs> Landers gets to wake up in the strong arms of a purring Kentaro who like rubs his cheek against him like cats do. And Victor is cuddled up with his mace and he's purring and he rubs his cheek against the, the mace's <laughs> spikes. Everyone's <laughs> Y'all meet for breakfast? Yeah. yeah. I sit near Vic. Slurping my algios. Morning. Kitaro's having like a, a protein shake, but it's like an algae shake. Which actually pretty much looks like protein shakes look, to be honest. You uh, you sleep all right? I guess. Feeling any better? I feel fine. Good. Uh, can you read this to me? Read what? I push over I push over the uh, Curing Insanity book. I, I'm not sure the crystal got everything. I'm fine. Actually, I don't need that. No, I need it. Well, read it. Well, usually stuff happens to other people when they read it. What? You... Like, the dragon attacked other people, didn't attack Hope. So you won't... Huh? So you want me to read it so uh, you can cure you? To me. Uh, okay. I can't really read with one arm. It's hard. I'm sure you can manage. Fine. I open it. Insanity is a difficult subject. When one considers, you start reading for after about 12, 14, 15 seconds. A door opens up, whatever door will say, door of the kitchen... And out comes a man, a man with a white mustache and a small pointed beard. And he goes, my next appointment is for a Victor. Is there a Vista Victor here? Am I the only one that sees this? Everyone turns and looks at, 
at this new person. And like like Shiva like stops eating her algios and like stands up and pulls out her mono whip. Ah, Mr. Irons, there you are. Come out, come out. I'm a busy man. I, I think it's okay, guys. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> they all stay because you say that, but they're all very <laughs> like poised. Is this the guy from my arm? Maybe? I mean, it could be. I didn't know it was going to be that quick. Sure, I'll, I'll come in. Don't eat my algios. Nah, no promises. You're not going into the kitchen. Instead, you're going in into a red velveted, like the back of the door is red velvet. The carpet's this like nice plush carpet, very soft colors in this room, and oak desks. And he, uh, he kind of sits on a chair, and there's a reclining sofa there. And you guys see uh, the doctor dude close the door behind this is new. So is Vic the only person in the room with them? Yep, at the moment. <laughs> okay. And if you can like go over and be like, oh, that's not okay, but... <laughs> when uh, when did they add this? Okay, so we're going to stop for a second. Uh, to, to you, Victor, like, uh, Landris, like, everyone's around you, he's like, what is happening? And and uh, Shiva goes over to open the door. Wait, 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 wait. It, it's the book. I'm, I'm having read the, one of the books I brought. Do you really want him to be alone with something that came out of that place? He'll close the book if it gets weird. You're... From Tarn, he goes, no, I don't think we do want him alone from something from that place. We don't have it's a good track tr- record with things that came out of that place. It's called curing insanity. One of us should be in there with him. Fine, I'll go. I'll go. Go and knock. All right, so Vic, uh, Victor. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, Mr. Victor, I appreciate you making an appointment with me today. As you know, I'm very busy, but I'm happy to make, uh, to open up my schedule with someone like you. So I understand. And then there's a knock on the door. And he goes, oh, uh, is there having an appointment right now? So you just open the door anyway? Yeah. Hey, Landris, I don't think this guy's here to fix my arm. Uh, no. I mean, at least a little bit. I mean, you said you were upset about it, right? If you're going to come in, don't leave the door open. Come in or out. It's like a I, cat. I, I, I close the door behind me. A cat, you open the door and then, like, I want to go out. Now they don't want to go out anymore because the door's open. Please take a seat, take a seat. Okay, Mr. Irons, is it, um, we just start off at the beginning. Tell me about your mother. My, my mother? Mm. Um, seriously? Yes. I'm sorry. How rude I am. I'm, I am Dr. Moncrief. And he goes to shake your hand. And so sometimes pleasantries get away from me. I do enjoy my job very much and, and sometimes cut to the chase to the detriment of polite society. Uh, and, uh, nice to meet you, Mr. Yeah, Irons. Victor Irons. Uh, my mother, um, I didn't name her, so I'm just going to call her Marsh, Martha. Because that's everybody's okay. mother's name. That's Batman. That's Superman. I know, right? Why did you say Martha? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that name? Uh, her name's Martha. She was a... Uh, you see, he takes out, but clicks it and starts writing down. Okay. She was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Tell me, were you homeschooled growing up, or did you go to school? I was homeschooled. How did you know that? Okay, I saw your mother as a teacher, and she schooled you at home, yeah? Yeah, until I went... How, how did this make you feel? I mean, I don't I don't know. Uh, made me feel lo- alone sometimes. Also... Would you characterize yourself as feeling lonely today? Sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. He's writing down more. I feel like everybody's against me right now. Mm, okay, that, that is a poor fit. Why would you say that? What has happened that has made you say Because they're all saying I'm acting weird and all this stuff and I'm not myself. And it's like, they're the ones acting weird, right? I'm, I've been fine. I haven't done anything unusual. So you're saying that you are, people have said that you are acting weird. And in fact, they're also ones are acting weird. I would like to do a little exercise, if that would be okay, with your permission. Mm-hmm. I would like you to list two characteristics of someone who has been acting weird. Let's say, uh, is this man here one of the men who is acting weird? Yeah. Name two characteristics of him uh, that you noticed, um, let's say, 
after you have met him, sometime in early in your relationship. So he's, uh, well, I mean, he's he's been saying I'm acting all weird. No, 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 but from when you first, soon after meeting him, early in your relationship, named true characteristics of him. Oh, he's... Non-physical characteristics. I, I mean, he's, he's, uh, stubborn, but, uh... Stubborn? Is this in a good way or a bad way? Well, I mean, sometimes it could be good, because he doesn't, he doesn't, like, say one thing and then, and then do the other. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's pretty, uh, true to himself. Would you maybe characterize, instead of stubborn, um, faithful or consistent is more of a positive way to say stubborn. Would this be accurate? Uh, I guess, you know. Now, Mr. 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 Irons, I want you to understand that, you know, you can, you get as much out of this as you put into it. If you want to be, um, guarded and to try to pick some words that may not be quite accurate, you really will be only hurting yourself. And I make no judgment. So I implore you and recommend that you are as honest as possible. If stubborn is the word that you really think of in its negative connotations, you must be free to say this. If you lie to me, we, we will come up with false conclusions that will not help you. So do you truly mean stubborn or do you mean faithful? Pretend like I'm not here. I mean, he's he's pretty faithful, but... Okay. Give me another characteristic of Mr... Um, what is your name? Uh, Lanris. Of Mr. Lanris. Faithful. He's got a uh, uh, quick temper. Quick temper. I would like you now to list two characteristics of yourself that you might think someone would observe about you or you've observed about yourself at that same moment in time as from what you were taking the characteristics of this, Vic- of this Lanris. Uh, I said I'm a I'm a kind. Okay, kind. Mm-hmm. And uh, faithful to my wife. And another faithful. Mm, seems to be his theme. Okay. Now I want you to consider something today. I want you to list two qualities that you see in Lanris today. Uh, uh different. Yes. Uh, he's. Yeah. Let me be clear. Clarity is very important. Not different that he has been from when you first met him. Different than the other two listed. Oh, uh, he's uh brave. Brave. Okay. And uh, mm, frightened. Frightened. Okay. I would like to now list two qualities of yourself now that you observe of you now that were not the two that you listed before. Thinking really hard. Uh, I don't know. Selfish, maybe. Uh. Okay. Selfish. Yeah. What else? Uh, I look over at Landris. Am I allowed to say things? I'm not sure. So let him finish. Um, There's one other quality about yourself. Angry. angry. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, Mr. Victor, would you mind participating? This could, it's always been very helpful to have friends' input on things. A lot of times we can have a fog that we cannot see past, but our friends and those who know us can see past that. Would you mind participating, Mr. Landris? Uh, if it'll help, yeah, sure. Okay, let's, would you, would you say you know this, uh, Victor well? Yes. Okay, would you say that you're across? Yes. Would you name for me two qualities of him when you first met him, or towards the early part of your relationship? Long enough that you could observe qualities about it. Is there a word for so ridiculously nice that it's almost disturbing? Okay, kind might be the word. Okay. Thoughtful, considerate. Which of these words are you looking for? Consider it. Consider it, okay. And a second one, please. Um, like, he, he stands up for what he believes is right. Stands um, up for what he believes in right. Hmm. So, uh, a synonym for that would be something like, no, not quite loyal. Hmm. It's a man of character. Yes, yes, That. that's it, yeah. You're good at this. Character, this is my job. You don't get a doctorate for nothing. Okay, I want you to name two qualities about yourself that you observe at the same time, the early part of the relationship, around the same time that you would have observed this about him. Handsome. 
okay, let's move on past the physical qualities into something more substantial. Um, carefree? Carefree. Okay. And von as quantity, please. Depressed. Is it depressed? Okay. Hmm. Thank you for being honest. Now, I want you to name two qualities that you would name today about what would reflect Victor today. Greedy. It's greedy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what else? Irritable. Irritable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want you to name two qualities about yourself today. I don't mean to, like, you know, toot my own horn. So, uh, so in a time like this, it can become um, off-putting to say positive things about yourself. You feel as if you're bragging. I want you to, to understand that when somebody is asking you, it is not bragging, it is honesty. And we need complete honesty, otherwise this will not work. So feel free to be honest about what you feel about yourself. Thoughtful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one other quality, please. Like, ha- almost happy. Okay. Victor. Yeah. Would you agree with the way that Lanris has characterized you when he first met you in the early part of his relationship as considerate and man of character? Yeah, sure. Lanris, do you agree with what Victor has described you in the first part of your relationship as faithful with a quick temper? I guess, yeah. Uh, Victor, would you agree with Ray Langris says that today you were greedy and irritable? Remember, honesty is key. This can be some difficult times. We all remember things about ourselves that we may not be happy exists, but we must be honest. Uh, yeah, I guess a little bit. Uh, Mr. Langris, would you agree with what Victor has described you as today being brave and frightened? Yeah, yeah. So we have all agreed to this point that everything we have said has been accurate. And so now we must look at the empirical evidence that's been presented to us. You, uh, Mr. Victor, Mr. Ions, you have been in previously both kind, faithful, considerate, and a man of character. However, you agree with him that today you are greedy, irritable, selfish, and angry. I think... Well, let me ask you, do you think that is a change? Do you think that those things are the same? I guess it's a change. It's... A little bit, maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe let's let's be more clear. Is being selfish different than being kind? Well, he, then let's say being faithful. Do you think being irritable is different from being considerate or greedy different than being a man of character? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're different. Okay, uh, let's, uh, now for you, Lanris. Excuse me, Lanris, what is your last name? Spencer. Okay, Mr. Spencer, um, would you agree? We have here that you were faithful, quick-tempered, you were carefree and depressed as we all agreed were accurate and we all also agreed that now you are thoughtful almost happy brave but frightened now we've already agreed that these are true would you say that it is a change from before to after do you think being brave is different than being mm, with a quick temper or depressed or would you say that um being frightened or, or almost happy would this be different than being depressed or being carefree there's, there's slight changes i think like trade-offs I think we have to conclude that what your statement was, Victor, and what your statement was, Landris, both of your ac- accusations are true. You are both very different from the way you before. In some ways, not so very, but in some ways, very different. For example, I see some what would be considered from, by some people's perspective, to be positive change. And what I see against you, Mr. Spencer, I see you as before being with a quick temper and depressed to now being almost happy and to being brave. And thoughtful. Now, some negative things still, of course, exist. You are frightened. This is true, but it's, you know, not all changes so fast. I think we could say that you moved in a net, if we were to take net, which is a term many economics use. Uh, it is to take the gross and the net. The gross is everything you have gotten. Net is what you have gotten minus things that have taken away from it, right? And what is left over after everything else has been considered. The net value of, of you has been net 
positive, one might say. And we look at the changes for you, Victor, Mr. Irons. I think we can say the net has been negative. While kind and faithful, man of character, consider it. Now we can all agree that you've been greedy, irritable, selfish, and angry. I think that would be a net, po net negative for your change. But I do believe it is accurate to say you have both changed in important ways. Tell me, Mr. Mr. Spencer, how does it make you feel that your friend Victor has changed in this way? Um, I mean, I think it's one of the reasons why I seem frightened. Mm, interesting. Landris, how do, how do you respond to that? That he feels frightened that you have changed since this fair? Vic Victor, yeah, but, uh... See, even I, have, even I have to do slips of the tongue, and I'm a doctor. Must be pretty easy for anyone else to do it, <laughs> such as a GM or something, yeah? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I'm happy for him. I guess. I mean, I don't know. How do you respond to the fact that he's frightened in the way you have changed? I don't understand. Do you want to frighten him? No. Not, not really. I mean... Does it make you happy that you frightened him? Do you think, importantly, he has a right to be frightened by this change? That you yourself agree has happened? I, I guess a little bit. Make well safe. Oh, no. 22! hey -oh! For the first time since this all happened, you now recognize there has been a change. You now know it. Before you didn't even realize it. Yeah, I mean, there's been a change. So the question I think is important on everyone's mind is, what has changed? Well, I'm sorry, what has caused the change? What event has happened? Um, a lot. It's, a lot has happened. Well, I think what's very important to realize is what has happened to you, Victor, that has not happened to Landris. Now, we can all admit that the same, the same events can affect people in multiple ways. But why don't we start with something that maybe the answer would be easier to find if it is there. And if it's not, we can pursue things that have both shared experiences. But for different experiences, what have happened to you that's been different than what's happened to Landris that could have caused uh, this change? I, I, I lost my arm. Was this after the change has been noticed? No. Oh, he yeah. almost died. Huh? Yeah, I almost died. Several times. He almost got turned into a crystal. I, I almost got turned into a crystal, too, though. Oh, well, we were focusing on something that's ha happened to both of you. It was at different times. I forgot. Um, okay, let's. Here's, here's a good thought exercise. I want you to try to think of when is the last time you can remember. We'll say, I know this is not true. You are the same person you have always been. Just maturing and developing in different ways. But for the sake of clarity well, and, and, and conciseness, the old Landry, the old Victor. Is it okay if I use that term and we all understand you're the same person? Yeah? Yeah. We all agree with me? I can use that term? The old Victor, when's the last time you saw him and then this new, this new Victor has taken over? When did this occur? Can you remember the last time you remember the old Victor? It was right after, sometime after we left the archives. I want to say after I pulled him out of the crystal suit thing. Yeah, I mean... Probably around there. I felt fine. I felt myself. It's like I pulled him Actually, out of the chrysalis of hate. <laughs> turned into a beautiful hate butterfly. <laughs> uh, what were you saying, Vic? Actually, what? I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's probably around then. Is it a psychological thing that he has an obsession with blood? I want to point that out. I feel like that's worth noting. Why is it that you would say such a thing? I mean, there, there was blood on, like, the floor of his room, and when we went into the blacklight room, there was blood on his hand and his mace, and he didn't wash the mace off, mm -hmm. and he took Shiva's blood and rubbed it on his mace thing. Oh! Oh, well, this is all very clear, then! Oh, you, you're, it is the mace. The mace is cursed. Oh, this is very simple. Oh, we've just saved us time so much time. Thank you all for coming very much. I appreciate your thing. Uh, but your diagnosis, he closes all his books and everything. It's very clear the mace has been affecting you uh, psychologically. It's this very common thing to happen to many people. I've had many of my clients have this problem. It is very simple. It's the mace's curse. You simply need to remove the curse. I appreciate your time. I understand Wait, I'm very busy, but I have uh, much other things to attend to. Oh, that is much something that's a question for our magician more than it is for someone uh, of the mental arts. I appreciate your time. And uh, as such, if you please... 
please I recommend you to your friends and uh, the exit is right over there thank you for your time is he like pushing us out mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets up and he's just like getting you guys out ushering you out but what do you do about the mate the cur- mace curse curse <laughs> I don't know but sometimes there can be some residual effects on the mind after it happens feel free to meet me if there's any problems after you get uncursed I'd right, have a good night now close the door and your book closes is everyone still outside? Yeah, they're all staring at the door and it's you guys come out. Vic, we, we gotta get rid of the mace. I, I can't. What do you mean you can't? Just give it to me. No. <laughs> you kind of like turn around like slowly because like realize everybody, everybody's eyes on you and Tar's just like, the, you're looking down the barrel of a gun as Tar's like pointing at you guys. You guys okay? We're fine, Tar. Uh-huh. But what do you want me to do to prove it? Just tell me what's up. We, it was a nice little session with a psychiatrist that pinpointed that Victor's mace is cursed and that's why he's acting weird. What? Let me break it? I can break it. Let me no, break it. you can't break it. Mm-hmm. I think I should break it. Come on, Vic, you heard what he said, the changes. Don't you want to change back? I don't know. I mean... Don't, don't, don't you want that first list of qualities? Look, I'm sorry if I was harsh, but he said be honest. I can't get rid of the mace. We can get rid of it for you. I can't. I can't. Bird can grab the mace. No. I don't want it. I don't want to leave it. It's. It, I'm. I'm a stronger fighter with it. Hey, you were playing strong before it. I kept dying, almost dying, get knocked out. Shiva leaves the room. Is, is a mace really gonna help you with that? I just start walking away. Wait, no, come on, Vic. We're so close. It's hard. Look, that's my fault. Okay, that's not your fault. It's not the fact you have a mace fault. It's my fault that you almost died. Okay. <sighs> get rid of the mace, and I'll protect you. I stretch out my arm, but I still got a firm grip on the mace. I, I can't. It's hard. I can't. don't want to let it go. You feel a tap on your shoulder, uh-huh. uh, Vic. You turn around, and Baron is towering over you and hits you square in the face. Uh, and make a fortitude save. 21. You, f- you fall flat on your back, uh, but you do not lose consciousness. Do I let go and, of the mace? Uh, yes. And Baron kicks it away and says, no one touch it. And you see Shiva there with Hope as well. I thought she left. She did to get Baron and Hope. Oh. Ha, you thought you caught me in a fumble. Oh. <laughs> the GM knows all. Baron, what the hell? Vic, are you okay? He wasn't going to give it up easily. And even if he was, it would curse would just pass down to you. Shiva touched it. She's fine. I need that mace. Well, then she's a woman of strong will. I start trying to get up. <laughs> no, Vic, Vic. <laughs> I'm like trying to like push his shoulders to the ground. Keep him away from the mace. Things will start getting bloody if we don't hold him down. I want that. Get off of me, Landris. Don't make me hurt you. No. I just like latch on to Vic. I'm going to try to push him off of me. All right. Make it Bird, get, bird get the mace. 28. Uh, 30. Other people come down and they help you hold him down. So there's like no getting out now. Bird gets the mace. Uh, No. Baron has like his foot on it. He's like, get this thing out of here. Well, what are we doing with the mace? I'll take care of it. Oh, we're going to trust you with the ultimately corrupting mace thing. I can walk away and let you handle this yourself. Or you can trust one of the only magic users in your fucking world to take care of it. I don't have to do this for you. You know what? You want to take care of it yourself. No skin off my back. Well, do something. I can't hold him forever. He begins making some very deliberate motions and saying some words you don't understand. And after a while, you see the mace begin to glow red. And that blood that's on it begins almost melting and dripping off of it. And then you you see it like crack the floor and it starts like sinking almost as somebody's like shoving it into the ground. And Baron keeps like aggressively doing things to it uh, without touching it at all, of course. And then after a while, the thing starts stops glowing. And he looks at Hope, and Hope goes over, and she does. She casts some sort of spell as well. And she gives. She says it's good. Baron leans down, picks it up, and present and and presents it to Victor. And, they say, and he says, "You can get off of him now." And uh, Victor, you you don't feel compelled by it anymore, and you can return your uh, alignment to wherever it was. <laughs> 
before I'm still latched onto him before I get off, I just get real close and whisper, "You're my best friend, Vic." And then I let go. <laughs> um, <laughs> single tear. So there is a notable change. I know. Yes, you you self aware of this. It's like it's like you know those times when you look back as a kid and you never remember. You're like, "Why did I do that?" No, and you like shudder. No, I'm not shuddering. Like I'm crying. I am just weeping. Oh, please clean yourself up. And he drops the mace next to you. Baron walks away. I stay on the floor so Vic doesn't feel weird. You all right now? No. Hey, the guy said there'd be residual effects, but they'll they'll go away eventually, right? Uh, your, your bowl of algae is still over here. Oh. <laughs> it's a little soggy. I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize to me. Shiva, I'm, I'm sorry. It's fine. It wasn't you, right? It was the mace. Hope comes over and tries to help you up. Listen, magic sucks sometimes. You shouldn't feel bad. Some of the strongest men fall to things like this. But you didn't stand a chance. You knew nothing about magic. You got blindsided, buddy. Next, somebody just spun you around punched you in the face. She offers a hand to help you up. I tentatively take it. She helps you up. And here. She bends over and picks up the mace. Toss it over. I don't want to. <laughs> It's 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 good now. It looks like whatever was down there in those archives that was twisting everything twisted this as well. This is a this is a powerful mace. Look here, she holds it, and before your eyes, it transforms into a different metal. It transforms to silver. This is a multi-metal mace. This can transform in all sorts of metals, which can help you depending on who you're against. Some people, like if you had werewolves around here, you'd want this thing silver. Believe you me. If we had what? Uh, don't worry about it. It's it's like a person that looks like a wolf. Oh, we got those. No, it, they don't want to look like... It's Forget about it. The point Not is... everyone chooses. No, it's... It's a helpful weapon. Take it. I grab it. Make a will save. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, it's a multi-metal mace. It's a leveling item. Uh, it's a plus one mace that has several different metals around its hilt, each band one inch thick. Once per day, you can transform the mace into a different metal as a standard action and remain that until you transform it again. Begins, it can do silver and steel. So it, right now, at 8th level, which you're past, it can turn also into cold iron. And at 10th level, adamantine. When you turn 12, it reaches the best it can be, which it turns into a plus 2 mace. It's a light mace. Yeah, 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 I saw that. Later, so we, we need to talk. Yeah, sure, whatever whatever you need. Are you going to finish those algeos, though? You look, and like, she, <laughs> she has it halfway down. Or Kintar is like halfway. Oh, I was saving it. I was making sure I wasn't cursed. Wipes his, the milk <laughs> off his, his lips. No, I don't, I don't. I'm not hungry. Alright, alright, uh, do you want to go to your, your room? Like what? Yeah. Okay, okay. We head there. As you go, like, Shiva, like, puts her hand, you're, like, slaps you in the back and says, Why'd you have your back, Vic? I kind of, uh, kind of wince from her touch. You guys are in the room, or private room together. I did something bad. Yeah, no, you stole a bunch of crap. You gonna return that? It was just the pictures. Oh, no, I mean, there was money, but that's already gone for the arm. I'm sorry, I should be more supportive. Anyway, go on. I cheated on Sarah. What? I took, I, I slept with Shiva. With Shiva? I, I, it, that's not... That, you don't gotta be upset about that. That's not, I mean, it was the mace, come on. And that's not, like, that bad, right? What am I gonna tell Sarah? I mean, it's up to you what you'd want to tell her. You can tell her the truth. Oh, hey, I, tell I her. cheated on you because of a ma- magic mace. Like, she's gonna believe that? I'm, depending on how much of this stuff she sees, it, I don't know. Vic, it's not... I wanna die. Is it really that, I, I know, it's not that big of a deal, is it? I mean, come on. Yes, it's a big deal. I, I told her till death do me part. And I'm not dead. She's not dead. We've died a few times over now, Vic. It's not like you're, you're separate. I mean, you're separated, but not like in that way. <sighs> I've been fine, you know. I just wanted, I just wanted it. I didn't need it. I didn't, it just. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. You have that picture? Yeah. I hold out my hand. I either have it or go get it. You have it. I tried to like <laughs> flatten out the creases. 
look, if she, if you guys love each other as much as I think you guys do, which I think is like a lot, I think she'll understand. Yeah. <sighs> I, uh, I just need to be alone. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, if, you, if you need anything, though, do you still want Bird to help you with your hand stuff? Uh, no. I mean, no. I'm good. Okay. Uh, if you need anything, come get me, all right? Yeah. I, I back out of the room, kind of. Not back out of the room. That's weird. Walk out of the room. <laughs> okay. I just sit on my bed looking at the picture. Land, we you back to Taro. Sure. Hey, is he better? Uh, he's pretty upset. Did you finish those algios? Uh, uh, n- nothing. <laughs> He just shook up about the whole thing. Yeah, I I've been that. there. I, I lost control of myself for like 12 seconds and had a breakdown. He's been out of control for a few days now. I'm glad you were there for him. Just glad I could help. That was the coolest book so far. You weren't in there, but man, that guy was good. Yeah? He's a, a professional. I, I think he was a human, like Baron. Books are crazy. What else did you grab from there? Uh, that one, the one about Forrest. We should open that one up again. Yeah, I just don't want it to like consume anything. Maybe I could, we, we can open it up and, you know, toss it in the water and it'll make like a forest that floats. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, let's maybe not. Let's, <laughs> have, let's have let's have an end game to stop it. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Vic just needs some time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I stay in the room most of the day. I come out for like supper. Hey, so you guys are all eating dinner together. Everyone's kind of like, they're trying to be supportive, but someone's trying to leave me alone. Tar doesn't give a crap as usual. He's just like, hey, you gonna keep that mace? He's like, yes, I'm gonna keep the mace, Taro. I guess I'd be sitting by Kentaro and ask him first. Okay. What's your opinion about, uh, we mentioned it the other day, living in the old world. What do I think about it? Yeah. Oh, jeez, it feels like an impossibility. But if you could, if we could, if, you know, we all could. I mean, if someone came up to me and said, today I can bring you to the home world, I'm yeah. gonna be forever? I, that's, I don't know, that's where I'm wary about it. I don't hate Kadesh that much. I don't know, I mean, I, I only know, like, some stuff about the home world. It'd be cool to see it. Right, that's what I'm saying. But to live there? I, I don't I don't know. I feel like I just don't know. I gotta know way more about it. I mean, if it's got forests, it's a leg up, right? Uh, sometimes. Depends if there's bees or not. <laughs> what about you, Vic? You seem pretty uh for it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Great? Living in the old world? I mean, there's bees, so there's that. But other than that, I think you... Other than that, other than that what? You know, uh, we can have kids, maybe. Oh, what a bonus for you. But come on, they're... They don't got medicine there. You know, you get you get a cough and you die. They have magic. They could heal that stuff. Not everyone has magic, but anyone can, you know, go down to the store and buy a few tablets of whatever and take them and be fine. Well, well it'd be cool if we could take our tech with us. Yeah, because their music, you know what, their music sucks too. Have you ever heard it? I had to listen to it when my grandfather came over. It's just lutes and flutes and it's terrible. Only lutes and flutes? That's all they got. Lutes and flutes. Flutes and lutes, huh? Wow, man, that is something. They didn't even have toilets. They don't have plumbing. Oh, I can't live without my toilet. No showers, no, no out, toilet. I'm out, I'm out. Like, I feel like we're just kind of romanticizing the whole idea. Is that true, Hope? Huh? You don't have showers and toilets? Well, of course we have ways to clean ourselves. We got bathhouses. Bath? What bath is that? Houses? It's, a, it's a public place where people get together to bathe. It's like a pool of water that cycles and cleans itself. Or is cleaned. I mean, uh, really rich people have their own, like, personalized bathing areas. That actually sounds pretty cool. I mean, it's not as cool as you like. It's never the people you want to see without a towel. <laughs> Plus, you guys wouldn't want to be in my home world unless we went certainly well into my timeline. And what about the music? You said your mom had nice music, but does it compare to ours, really? Does it? Music? Yeah. Oh, man, we have wonderful music. All sorts of beautiful things. Especially when a bard gets a hand on something, they can make just wonders. Yeah, lutes and flutes. <laughs> we do have more than lutes and flutes. 
sitars. I don't know if you'd have many of your peers being so good at instruments, though. You guys weren't very popular until mm, 30, 40 years ago. What wasn't? You. Gestures to, to you. What are you talking about? Kadeshians? Cat, no, cat folk. You guys were slaves until like 40 years but ago. But you're part cat folk. Wait, wait, what? I was not born 40 years ago. Oh, yeah. Slaves. Before my dad came to power, and matter of fact, it took like five or six years after he came to power, every, all cat folks were slaves. You guys slaves wore this, to who? Wear this little collar around your neck and you get bells and that would tell you who your owner was and treated, treated your people like crap. To who? Like rat folk? This place sounds terrible. You- Can you guys go back to elves? Because you should do that before you come home. Are you not selling us on this idea at all? I'm just telling you what the way it was. It's been 40 years, but I mean, it takes a long time to get past all that stuff. Especially prejudices. And Valerian goes, so I did it, huh? Yeah, it took you a while. Mono wasn't very happy with you how long it took you. Of course, you had a billion political reasons why it couldn't be day one. What, you didn't do it before you died? No, I didn't get to it. I kind of squint at Baron. A few things click. I want to know what you're thinking so hardcore. I mean, he was so cool with killing us because we were slaves in his timeline. Oh. Like, that's why it was so easy for him to think of us as less than human. Sure. To dehumanize us. I don't know how I would feel about, like, your horse people. We don't have horse people. We have some frog people. We have fox people. We have people like you, and she points to Tar, but they're not friendly. There's not a lot of them, and they all come from a very bad guy. Um, Neither is he. <laughs> um, we have a couple guys who look like animals, but not the variety you have. What about uh, we have Anubis? We make animals look like you, but they don't get that smart. What about uh, Anubis people? No Anubis people I'm aware of, but there's a lot of stuff in my world. There's always the chance for it to be the off thing, but it's not. Uh, you won't find it going around any city. The common man, as it were. Yeah, other stuff. We got dwarves, humans, of course, elves. Humans and elves are probably the, one of the most populous. We got a ton of dwarves. Merfolk, but those guys can usually keep it themselves. Giants, which are pretty cool. They're our allies now. And here, Valerian go. I was so close to getting them on my side in my time. Tell me it was me. It was you. <laughs> you hear Valerian go, you wouldn't believe how thick-headed a giant can be. Um, what else do we have? We had lots of things. We had just tons and tons. We had people that came from vampires, people that came from werewolves. We had little short people with funky hair, little short people with big feet. We had... What else? We have a lot, a lot of... Div- it's it's very diverse. You're It's like a diverse to you guys, except it isn't all just animals. We got snake people. We got... Oh, jeez Louise. We got orcs. Oh, boy. You should be glad you don't have any orcs. No offense against orcs, but they, they're pretty tough. We got all people that are infused with, you know, elements, you know, earth, wind, fire, that sort of thing. We got demon people. We got angel people. We got crow people. Does this make sense to you? But you don't have plumbing for all these people. No, we don't have... Some cities have some semblance of aqueducts and systems like that, but no, we don't have toilets as you have them here. What do you do with it all? We, that's a very gross question. <laughs> You're really tied up on the whole... There's ways. There's ways to what? Do you chuck it out a window? There's holes. <laughs> what? There's holes. There's houses that have holes. And people that clean them or empty them. We call them latrines. And then fancier places have fancier ways to do that. No way. <laughs> yeah, way. It's someone's job. They get paid money. Hey, I got a question for you there, um, Landris. Quick question. When you guys first got here, did you have plumbing? Guess we what you guys had to do? An entire ocean. You just you just contaminated your water supply? I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know. But, I mean, it's there's a lot out there. I'll I tell you the can... first three, three things you guys built when you moved here. Number one's a latrine. Number two is a prison, and number three is a cemetery. Do we do we have cemeteries in Kadesh? No, we have the water. Uh, no, you put them all in the oceans. 
Okay. It's the first things that every society needs. Okay, yeah, but we got away from the latrines really quickly. <laughs> well, maybe when you're reintroduced into our world, you can bring this wonderful technology with you. When? Well, that's the end goal here, isn't it? Go home, stop the disaster. I mean, it's your end goal. I mean, I'll help if I can, but... Right. This is all nice to talk about, but what are we going to do about that canister? Oh, yeah, Tally says. Speaking of which, has anyone felt different? Anyone who was around Booker when he was leaving? Uh, they come all right. No Willoughby's? <laughs> Big bucks, no, no Willoughby's. No, we slept since then. Good. It just ugh, bothers me to know that he was walking around the city with that thing exposed. Well, maybe it drove him crazy. Maybe he's running around, jumping out of windows. Can only hope. Hey, uh, hey, Marcus. Hmm. You look into that stuff? What stuff? The stuff we brought back from the mission? Oh, no, I've been reading a book. Yeah, I've been looking into it. You take me for I got really weird when you said reading a book. I was like, oh, no, did I leave one laying out? <laughs> it's, it's about forests. <laughs> this mold is very interesting. <laughs> no, Landris, I do not know what you are talking about. Yeah, I'm coming up with stuff. Can I have more than half a day? Is that okay with you? Fine. <laughs> you had to practice now. Shiva kind of like moves over and takes you two, kind of like sits with you guys and kind of privately just talks to you two and says, Hey guys, after we eat, meet me in my room, okay? Got something I want to show you. Anyone else want to talk to you at dinner? I've run out of notes, so no. Okay. No. All right, you guys go meet Shiva? Yes. She's like, lock the door behind you. Okay. Click. Bring Bird over here. I've been spying on Baron and Hope, and I came across something I thought you guys would find interesting. What? Oh, please. I'm not dumb enough to pretend those two are just for us all willy-nilly. But keep an eye on them since they got here. And she uh, hands you something that's like a little recording device that you can put into Bird. Pop it in. It starts a, a projection and it shows Hope walking into Baron's room. And she goes, okay, here, I got him. And she opens up her hand, there's two rings in her hand. And he goes, excellent. Perfect. They didn't have a forge around here, but we were able to make do. You gotta have to take one of those off. You can't wear two of them. And he goes, okay. And he takes her ring off and he goes, hands to her. You might as well wear it. I don't have too much use for it anyway. It's more nostalgia than useful for me. And he puts on one of the rings that she had, and she puts on the one her father gave her and another one. Just It'll just be another woman wearing rings. They'll never notice. They'll never think to question it. And they've seen me with rings, like they'll notice it's a different one. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel good about this. I mean, we're lying to them. Oh, please. No, seriously. You know, I've learned something. With lies, you can get ahead in this world, but you can never go back. I understand that, but do you feel comfortable sleeping around them? I'm surprised they do it around us and don't fear the boots at night coming to take them away. Only boots they're afraid of hearing coming at them are yours. You're the only reason they have to fear. I've done nothing to them. Don't confuse you as us. We're in this together, Hope, whether you like it or not. Yeah, well, I'm not sure victory is worth it if it's accomplished without honor. Ugh. Please, stand in the ashes of a million dead souls and ask the ghosts if honor matters. I don't feel comfortable lying to the guys. They've done nothing but take me in and treat me with respect despite my lineage. Hope we're all working towards the same thing. If it weren't for that picture, I would have killed them in their sleep and ran out long ago. But we have a real chance here. A chance to return home. To stop this horror from happening. You mean to stop you from happening? And you don't even care about that. You just want to see mana again. What about me, huh? Have you taken no time to care for anyone here? You know how you know you've lived too long? Maybe it's when you feel more in love with your memories than with the people standing in front of you. Hope. They're working towards the same goals as these people. Except they're actually encountering success. These people you're so enamored with have succeeded at nothing except killing themselves and others along the way. Towards what they know not. We need to trust one another and care not to get connected to anyone else. For they may be burned when the time comes to separate the wheat from the chaff. I'm not betraying these people. Not for you. I'm not doing it for... The homeworld? Huh? 
to do what you've already sacrificed so much for? Would you stop here? Would this be the step too far to save millions? Would all your sacrifices and the sacrifices of others along the way be wasted at the cost of a few more lives? <sighs> You're always working both sides, careful to never choose one. When you live on both sides of the fence, the grass is always green. Well, I know this. In both worlds, you died on the throne. You may have killed a tyrant, but eventually you just took his place. So forgive me if I don't put all my eggs in your basket. There's something to be said for being a retired Emperor Valerian. Please hope you're yelling at a mirror because you hate what you see staring back. You killed your father. You're a usurper like your father before you and his father before him. You've just been doing the family business. If we stick together, imagine what we could accomplish. Two Mansks working towards the same goal. But the sacrifice of a few millions can be saved. Valerian, our world has spent generations teaching us that doesn't work. That planting the seeds of cruelty, even if you water them with the hopes of a better future, still grows what you planted. You just have to believe that if you do what's right, right will come out in the end. Why do you find it so hard to believe? Why do you find it so easy? It's never been easy! I've had my whole life telling me it's a lie, forcing me to watch those I cared about die next to me for no other reason than he happened to be standing there when the sword came down. An inch to the left or the right meant the difference between loneliness and the companionship of a hundred friends. But I strive on, doing right despite the world around me offering a quicker, easier solution. And what is this hope which you believe in so faithfully? That no matter the darkness, good can persevere. <laughs> Those are the ideals of the ignorant. Comfort is a myth given to the young until they are ready for the trials and pains that is true existence. Happy endings are just stories that haven't ended yet. That's not what mom believed. And there's a period of like 30 seconds of silence where he has no retort to that. I'll go along with your plan, but if you ever ask me to betray my friends, I'll stick a knife in your back. You know, I wasn't the one that killed you. Hanzo was. He's the one that delivered the finishing blow. You held him up by his throat, exchanged parting words with him, and then he charged himself with key and blew himself up just to take you out. Even your closest friend in the whole world eventually knew that the ideals that you live by, that you fed to him his whole life, were nothing but manure. I shudder sometimes to imagine what inhuman thoughts lie behind that mask, and she gestures to his face. What dreams of chronic can sustain the cruelty? And the recording stops. He's planning something. If it wasn't for hope, he might have done it already. He, want, he wants to make a new ring? They have two of them. No, he already made two rings. Whatever those are, we need to figure out what those do. Good job, Shiva. You let him loose, Vic. What do we do? I think we try to figure out what those rings are. They're making a point not to tell us. Did you hear him? If it wasn't for whatever stopping him, he would kill us in the middle of the night while we slept. Then why don't we show this to everyone? I don't know if we should do that. I trust you two. I don't know if I trust everybody else. I've seen Marcus get too close. He's having all these private conversations with him, and I don't trust him. I just... And with what Booker did to us, I, I'm i taking even a risk trusting you two, but I feel like you deserve it. You gotta tell somebody. And you know what I got out of this? That Hope and Baron, or Valerian, or whatever he calls himself, aren't as close as I thought they were. I think we can use her against him. Play under fears. Maybe if she's the one that'll tell us what the rings do. Maybe. I just don't... I probably pissed her off tonight. Why tonight? I said that I wouldn't really want to go to the home world. I'd want to help if I could, but it wasn't my goal. She looked disappointed. Oh, great job, Lamers. Well, maybe well, that's perfect. Go up to her, say that you regret it, that you think there's ways out, blah, 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 blah. Make her trust you. And then when she least expects it, then you can take the information out of her. You can get it out of her. 
All right, I'll, I, I will talk to her and I will apologize, but I don't want to just bring this on her like, oh, hey, also, are you trying to plan on killing us with that secret ring? You and your dad's secret Dakota no, ring? No, okay. I noticed death. she had a new ring. It's nice. Where'd you get it? See, she's trying to get it. She she's obviously... not an idiot. She'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Her dad wanted her to keep it secret and she was feeling bad about lying to us. She just needs an excuse to tell us. Play on that. Take advantage of that. I'm tired of taking advantage of people. I'll grow up hair. Look, I'll do whatever it takes to get Baron out of her hair, to put him back in cuffs or whatever. Good. But I just, I don't want to use hope. No, but you're right. We need to do whatever it takes. And this is all, man. All you need to do here is a conversation. You're not pulling your bow at anybody. Just go talk to her. Fine, fine. Are you going to go to Hope? Yeah. You have to knock on the door. Okay. She's like, who is it? Ah, uh, it's me, Landers. Give me a second. Yeah. After a little bit, she opens the door. She's got nightgown, whatever you want to call sleeping clothes. She wouldn't wear a single gown. She's just got... Sleepy clothes, underclothes. There you go. They've got little, st- they've got little race cars on them. Other than the ring, does she have other jewelry on, like a necklace, another ring? No, especially at night when she'd say if she ever was wearing a necklace, she would take off. But she's wearing both rings, one on each hand. Did Baron give her one or two? She brought in two. She gave him one. She put on one, and then he gave her one that he was wearing. Okay. So she now has one from zero to two. One from him. One from that she had brought in. Hey, I just um, I just wanted to say sorry for uh, it, it was a little insensitive what I said about uh, not wanting to go to the homeworld. I know it's really important to you and you know to us too it's 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 fine she kind of looks away a little bit can't expect you guys to be in love with a place that you don't know nothing about and without toilets yes and without toilets but i, I do i want to help I, I do mean that it just you know it still seems like a fantasy to us here come in come in and she gestures you into the room okay she closes the door and sets down my my grandfather told me a lot about the home world but you know i didn't really pay attention he was an old guy and you know, I was a kid, didn't really care. Sure. He played his crappy music with the lutes and flutes. We have more than lutes and flutes. But then we actually have a piano that I've seen you guys also have. Wait, you guys, you came up with pianos? Yes, we came up with pianos. We have string instruments and we figured out, hey, what if we have these drum instruments and combine them with these string instruments? <sighs> so if we get back, like, what'll be left? If if we if you win, what'll be left? Well, if we get back in time to stop everything from happening, depends how far the war in the north has gone. North will be pretty busted up, but the rest of the world should be fine. It's just some territory in between the empire and Antioch. There'll be a lot left. Just some planes we, that nobody cared about anyway. Wait, the, but the place we'd have to go back to, that's where we're still slaves, right? No, no, no. You were slaves like 40 years ago. You guys are free now. But Baron said that he never freed him. No, no, no. That was his line. In his timeline, he died before he freed him. In mine, which we're going back to this with the ring sent me back, is you've been free for years. Speaking of ring, did Koba get you those? They're really nice. Huh? Oh, these, they're they're nothing. Koba always had a taste for those things. Uh, it's actually a gift from dad. Oh, um, Tar and I were trying to, uh, I know you didn't know them very well, but we were trying to think of do a funeral thing for Koba and our friend Stallion. I don't think you met her. Oh, I don't think I did either. Like I said, cemeteries, right? No, we just kind of chuck you in the ocean. Oh, sailors did that during the war. We didn't have time to bury anyone when it came to the war. There's just fields of bodies and the birds would take care of them. It was sad, actually. I'm glad you guys can get time to bury your dead. Hmm, not as much burying, but at least we can, you know, honor them. Yeah, beneath the dirt, beneath the ocean, I guess it's both burying, right? It makes one different from the other, I suppose. We got two friends down there. We just had a unceremoniously dumped stallion right after the comet attack, and I just... Can enchantment, can the charm stuff really make you do that? Like, Booker Booker told me he didn't regret anything, but he he likes Stallion, and she got him a gift, and he had her gift with him when he left, and he said he didn't regret anything, and he got her killed. That doesn't make any sense to me. Charm is a powerful thing, and if someone's powerful enough to, to use charm, it, it can be nasty. It can make you do things you would never do. 
unless you're just phenomenally powerful, usually you have a chance when you're told to do something that you wouldn't normally do. I mean, you're stuck once somebody gets you charmed to do the mundane, but when it's like, shoot yourself in the head, it's it's so against, if it's so against your nature, you get a chance to, to stop it. So sometimes it's it's like a, it's a, it's a grace in nature that even the worst of what could happen to you, you at least have a chance to stop. But yeah, if you don't stop it, like your people probably can't, can make it do whatever. Yeah, I have an idea what that's like. That's usually against one or two people at a time. I've never seen somebody do it to the whole city, so at least you got that going for you. Well, the whole city's not shooting themselves in the head. They're just listening. I didn't have time enough to figure out what she was charming, you guys, but she's doing something the whole city. It can't be super powerful to, to be against that many people, though. Something as simple as changing basic emotions for a little bit. Has it ever happened to you? Have I ever been charmed? Yeah. Well... People make you do something you didn't want to? During the war... It's weird I'm going to use this term, but luckily I fought clockwork, <laughs> which means I mean to say is it was steel and metal and fire. I mean, we didn't have to. Wizards were on our side. Remember when we fought that clockwork and it was it felt like it was raining because all the spray from the ocean and the water elemental and the monster. Mm-hmm. That's familiar to me because we never fought a clockwork unless it was storming outside because if we knew we were going up against a clockwork dragon we filled the sky with lightning because it would it would hurt them they're vulnerable to electricity so boy i don't think i fought a dragon a single time unless it was lightning outside and that's what we felt all the time so so we didn't have to deal with a lot of charm but they towards the middle of the war against the north before it turned against the war against the world clockwork mages were introduced and they used wands wands are like portable magic spell sort of thing to, to kind of imitate mages and, and they would do some stuff but they didn't focus on charm they focus on all sorts of things it's a long-winded response to say luckily i didn't fight people who tried to charm me <laughs> the only kind of charm that ever happened around me was politics when i was younger my dad i tell you there's no better manipulator in the world or i guess my world than my dad he would he would do just amazing things as much as he is he can be a savage barbarian who never let anything or anyone get in his way. Somehow, yet, he's charming, erudite, intelligent. I mean, when you're in his presence, you feel like he's really listening to you, that your opinions matter, that you're someone important if you agree with him. It's amazing. Uh, I've often wondered if men like my dad don't carry around their own reality-warping bubbles and anyone who falls into it is suddenly trapped into another dimension where the hellish things he says and does suddenly make sense. At least that's the effect he always had on me. Does he know charm magic? Dad, he focused a lot on on what we call evocation, which is like the kind of damaging stuff. Summoning, which is self-explanatory. And then divination, which is him knowledge thing, which made him the best politician in the world. And you can know what your opponent's going to do. Though, to be sure, even if you know something's going to happen, it takes a very smart man to figure out what to do to change it. But no, he didn't really focus much on charming. He may have a spell, but I don't don't think so. If he does, it's pretty minor. He was actually just that compelling? Because I don't see it, honestly. Well, and he wanted you to like him. You liked him. <laughs> he certainly doesn't want us to like him. Just because you don't like him doesn't mean he hasn't manipulated you. You don't have to get somebody to like you to get them to do what you want. I haven't done a thing for him. I think some of the people he's best manipulate would have said that sentence. Once you realize you're being manipulated, it stops work. Do you think he's manipulating us? <laughs> Without question. What? Absolutely. If you think that my dad isn't exactly where he wants to be, or at least in a close approximation to it, you're crazy. Well, that's not very comforting. He's a dangerous man, Landris. Made it really hard to sleep. Kind of looks down and, and fiddles with her ring. <laughs> the first night I went to see Kintaro, I was... The only reason I went over there is because I was so terrified that Baron was just going to come in my room and kill me when I was asleep. She looks like... Her, her brow is furrowed. Not the most unreasonable thing to think. 
glad Kentaro answered the door. And then I jumped out a window, so. What makes you comfortable enough to sleep around? Well, now that I'm not alone. Yeah, not being alone is important. I, th- I mean, I'd never say I'm, you know, very comfortable. Never really get all the way there. I lock my doors and I, you know, set alarms. And You want to know a secret? Always. He's not very comfortable sleeping around you guys either. We, well, promise not to tell anybody. Oh, should I turn Bird off? Yeah, that'd be great. Isn't Bird with the Victor? Oh, Vic, right, right, yeah, yeah. Is he this here? She points to her ring. Yeah. This, me and my dad made this a couple days ago. He's got one too. You made a ring? Yeah. I mean, it was hard not without a forge, but we just needed something basic uh, for us to, to cast a spell on it. This makes it so we don't have to really sleep. What? That's so cool. Yeah, we still have to sleep a little bit. I have to sleep like one-fourth of the time. And if you realize, we don't really have to eat anymore. We're kind of doing it to, to trick you guys. <laughs> I swear, if you fucking tell anybody, I'll make your other ear match your ear. No, I'm, talk- no, I'm not talking about fixing the other one either. <laughs> Can you do that, actually? Fix this ear? Oh, there's magic casters that could, but I don't have it. We call it restoration. We could regrow limbs. That's why we didn't have to worry about creating artificial limbs, because we just fixed them if we needed. You had the right amount of money and went to the right wizard. Wait, what do you do with all your free time if you're not sleeping? Can't tell you what my dad does. But sometimes I talk with him. I don't know. I do. What do you do when you're awake? What's the difference between being awake and asleep in this world? It's always night. It's not like I'm waiting for day. True. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. But if I was guessing my dad observing, planning, you never know when that right moment comes. Wait, so if that ring, you know, does that cool stuff, is that one magic too? Oh, this one? Yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, I guess it could be helpful. I've got... At least he's got spells that kind of make it useless. Well, not useless, but... It's just a ring of feather falling. It makes it so I can fall and not have to worry about the impact. You're... You're part cat already. Don't you have to not have to worry about that? I am pretty good at that, but even when you fall from buildings that scrape the sky like you have it could be helpful my dad has abilities to teleport around the place that makes it kind of useless but oh yeah i've seen that he's had it for a while so it's actually kind of a kind of like getting an heirloom it was kind of an emotional thing for me to get it i don't think he realized it but it was for me i think he's had it since he met my mother maybe even longer wow have you had to use it no not yet how are you sure it works she casts she see you see her cast a spell mm-hmm. it works wait what i can it's like with the mace i can learn things about things that are magical <laughs> Except you can't tell when it's corrupted. I could if somebody had brought it to me and said, hey, what does this do? Nobody did that with the mace. I didn't even know it was magical. I had no reason to think of it. Think Vic was actually trying to hide it. Yeah. Can we? Can I assume she saw a video of Project Dark? Sure. Do you think an army of those things could stand up against the clockwork? Oh, man, I was seeing what happened there. I don't know. It's, those things look pretty tough. The clockwork are pretty tough, too. And if it's just those things, the clockwork will walk all over them. They got air superiority, siege weaponry. I mean, we had giant clockwork. We call them goliaths. They were the size of a gosh darn house. We would shoot cannonballs at you like somebody would shoot a pistol. Did you have reavers? I don't know what a reaver is. Neither do I, but we gotta look out for that. Well, unlike you, I gotta go get some sleep. Uh... <laughs> I'm serious about that. She points at you. You don't tell anybody. What? About my ring. Okay, sure. I won't. Wait, why are you so worried about it? Because I kind of promised I wouldn't tell anybody, and I lied. And now I'm making you make that same promise and hoping you don't do the same thing I did. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. Like I said, my dad may be smart, he may be a manipulator, but he's also paranoid. I think we all have good reason to be. All right, well, good night. Good night, Hope. You, you leave as she, she pours herself something to drink. <laughs> I make it taste like cigarette? No. <laughs> it's like warm milk, <laughs> except it's liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wake up and I brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. I, I guess I go back to Vic and Shiva if they're still... No, no, I would have left. But she would be like, so we're all alone, Victor? <laughs> Do you think we're little fingers crawl up your leg? Nope, bye. How you bye. doing? Gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that was a callback. Yeah, well, good job, guys. Callback. callback in our In our joke that is not in fiction. <laughs>
I just, I'd go knock on Vic's door first. Uh, come in. Hey, um. How'd it go? Yeah, good, good. Just, uh, don't worry about the ring thing, okay? I, I, I talked about it. It's honestly something kind of silly. Something kind of silly? Yeah. A magic we, ring is silly? We, we got a conversation out of context. And, you know, it may seem like something sinister, and it really isn't. Just uh, just don't worry about it, okay? Okay, yeah. I, I trust you. Thanks. You say it's silly, it's, it's silly. Hope's, Hope's a good person. Yeah. We don't, we don't have anything to fear from her. You, you're positive. Yes. I, I mean, I would tell you, but I, you know, like I said, I didn't want to just go and try and deceive her into this conversation. I actually talked to her and had a little heart-to-heart, and she told asked me not to tell anyone, so I'm not going to. Just What about Baron? I mean, we should be as suspicious of him as we always have. I never stopped being suspicious of him. Have you? Well, I mean, I, I let him out, but I, I think he's okay. I think he's okay. I just, I don't know. I don't know. He'll be okay, I guess, for now. He hasn't fulfilled his his part of the bargain. He'd sell us out if he got the chance. I have no doubts about that. Yep. I'm gonna tell Shiva. And, well, you go up to her and she says, uh, "What'd you find out?" We we got nothing to worry about in regards to the ring. It's it's silly. It's silly? Yes. I'm going to word for word recreate that. What's silly about a magic ring? We're going to have the exact same conversation. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, it's not a threat? No, not at all. They seem pretty secretive about it. All right, well, I'm going to keep an eye on them still. No, I just, I mean, we don't have anything to fear about Hope. Hope's got her head in the right place. She is just it's as suspicious. the son of, of Baron Samedi, so I'll continue to be suspicious of her. I'm sorry, the daughter. I, w- I wouldn't expect you to let your guard down, but just know with the ring, we, we don't have anything to fear from that. Okay, if this bites us in the butt, I'm blaming you. Sure. Surprised you got the info out of her. Well, I, you know, I actually talked to her. I didn't, like, go up and, you know, try and squeeze information out of her. We actually had an actual conversation. Oh, you took the normal person route instead of the evil Baron monster route. Yes. Funny how it works better. She she, she trusted me with that information, and, you know, I want to I wanna honor that. All right, good night. Don't let the bed name rates bite. <laughs> Are those a thing? Yeah, boy, you know, Kentaro's infested with them. <laughs> it's like fleas. Surprised you can stand to be around him. <laughs> well, you know, I got nanites in my brain already. Not a big deal. <laughs> They're everywhere else. <laughs> they must see you as a friend now. He's one of us. He's a really big nanite. Hey, listen, he was born different. We don't have to make fun of him. He's our big brother. All right. You go to bed? Yeah. Unfortunately, you don't have, you're not, you know, you're, you're more lonely now, Victor. You don't have your mace to keep you company to cuddle with and to tenderly caress with blood. I have it. It's yeah, just not. Yeah, but you don't care about it's it It's not anymore. the same thing. It's like an old fling. She's done. Yeah. It's 20 years ago. That I've changed. You've changed. You, you gained a lot of weight. Landris. Yeah. As you guys are like cuddling, Kentaro kind of sighs. And it's a sigh that means like, oh, I have something to say, but I don't want to say it because reasons. <laughs> you know that sigh, right? Sure. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Listen, you can say a lot with a sigh. I, I kind of look at him for a second. Like, you, you okay? Yeah. I was just, you know, looking at those pictures you gave me, it brought back some memories and it made me think, I'm 118 years old. Oh, wow. Oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> I guess I never bothered to ask. You're really robbing the cradle here, aren't you? Yeah, boy, I like to get him young, 60 years old. <laughs> 68. Yeah, same difference. I mean, it's that young. I mean, there's no, there's, until you're 60, 18, you know, it doesn't matter. But I was just, in my whole life, I've never had that exchanged where i've said i love you to somebody and they've said it back to me people like koba where sure it was fun but very temporary i've never felt 
this way about somebody before. It's it's weird. I've only known you you for a month, and I don't know why. What what makes the difference between having a friend like you have with Victor, and then deciding to, to care for somebody like I've begun to care for you? What makes what what snaps in our brain to, to do that? I, I was just trying to figure that out. I guess. I guess it <laughs> it'd be why you like me. I'm sure I like you for different reasons. I like Vic. It's only been one month. Huh? It's just so weird how these things happen. It's. I mean, nothing convinces me more that there's more than this material world. There's there's something spiritual going on. <laughs> I mean, can you explain it in any other way? I don't think words can explain it. I think trying to do that cheapens the feeling. He gives you like a little tight squeeze hug and says, uh, from behind and says, I assume you guys are laying down and cuddling. Mm-hmm. Um, I love you, Laners. I, I, I think I love you too, Kentaro. You feel like a little soft purr resonate through your back. <laughs> he snuggles his head into your neck and he goes to sleep. Let's say while everyone's going to bed, instead of going to bed, Tally's going to come to you and say, all right, I got everything set up for you to go get your arm. Oh, okay, good. Uh, I'm going to come with you. It's not, obviously they're not open right now. We're going to, uh, I've, I've made special arrangements. Okay, let, let's go. She takes you through the city, starting to go through some bad areas of the city, and then you end up going down into like a sort of basement area. And when she gets the door, she knocks on the door, a little like isolate, goes back. Person looks at you, closes the thing, and opens it up. Before like, before even letting you in, he has his hand out, and Tally takes out the money and gives it to him. And he gestures to you guys to come in. You go in, and there is what seems to be some sort of makeshift operating theater. And you see, like, different uh, cybernetics just hanging from the ceiling. Arms, legs, ears, eyes. And some of them look, like, old. Like, these is, he is, these is not the newest one on the market. This was, like, 20 years ago. But you see on the table next to the bed a uh, brand new one. And you see where, like, like the VIN number would be. So even though you're not a vehicle, it's still the it's a that's it's uh where it would be is all filed out. Okay. He gestures for you to lay on the table. I lay down. Zero bedside manner. He's not like, all right, well today we're gonna be doing surgery. He's just like starting at it, and he's just like he just like put gives you like a uh, a pill, and he's doing stuff over there, getting ready to 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 do the surgery. Uh, so is this gonna hurt? Just take the pill. Uh, fine. I take the pill. After a little bit, you grow unconscious. And then time passes of how much you don't know, and you wake up, and you've got your arm. It's a Yay. brand new arm. Good. And you see Tally gives him the rest of the money, and you guys get to go back. And on your walk back, she goes, how's it feel? I tested it out, like moving it around, doing my fingers and all that. Seems good. Works maybe better than your other one. I'll let you pick what color and finish do you want on it. Oh, I want it like a blue steel type. I never had to get a cyber implant myself. It's like. <laughs> um, well, it sucks sometimes, you know. But sometimes it's cool. I mean, I can still shoot things out of my arm and uh, makes me a little stronger. So yeah, he'll uh, he'll implant whatever weapon you wanted in there, by the way. Yeah, I want the arc pistol still. All right, you wake the base and uh, you get to go to sleep. Hey, Brian, you want to play role playing games tonight? I can't. My body's trapped in this strange membrane. Wow. Should I take you to a doctor? Nah, it feels really good. Just put my earbuds in. No, that's just wrong. But here at Tales from the Lich, we're all right. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com <sighs> That's just wrong. You guys wake up in the morning, and you're actually awoken by Shiva. You just hear... She's banging on the door. Get up! Guys, come on! And she's what? just incessant. What, 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 what? And Tara's like holding his ears like, what? Oh, please. What time is it? Come on, we, we need to talk, everybody. Group meeting. What? What what could be so important? Baron and Hope are gone. Tara rolls his eyes. He like he like turns over and puts the pillow over his head. What do you mean they're gone? Just come on out. 
Uh, she believes to go does the same thing to you, Victor. Victor, come on. Victor, come, come in, come in. What is it? We gotta get together. There's something important happened. Tally's rallying the troops. All right. Did you get Landris? Yeah, I got Landris. All right, all right. All right. You get all together, and you're you're all in. Um, I don't know. I guess you have some sort of like command room, the front of the ship. Some big room, meeting room. You kind of like they have like in the old ships. These have like those um those navigation rooms. There's a map, and there's that like the protractor and the thing that you only ever use for math class, but they use it in uh, sextant. That, that thing's happening, but without the, all that stuff, it's just that room. And you're in there, and it's all digital. Ooh, it's like ooh, it's the same things, but we did digital version of them. Ooh, it makes it more cyberpunk. And you get in there, you see Tally's like already begun the thing. Like when's the last time enemy saw anybody saw either of them? I look at Landris. I was talking to Hope like I don't know thirty minutes before we went to bed. Katara, like, drags, and he's, like, the last one. He's, like, dragging his teddy bear on the ground as he comes over. <laughs> his fur is all messed up, and he's, like, oh, maybe maybe they just left to go get something to eat. Why are we so worried about this? When I when I talked to Hope, she was wearing her, like, bed clothes. She wasn't ready to go anywhere. It didn't look like she was preparing for anything. Here, I can sell this, and Shiva leaves. And after a bit, she comes back. Here, I have a camera here in the room. We can just watch this. You hit a camera in their room, Tally says. And she was like, yeah, do you have a problem with that? Tally's like, I guess not. All right, and she she's hooking it up. Tar, will you go into the armory and make sure they didn't take anything with them? Matter of fact, Shiva, Marcus, why don't you go check out the uh, the med bay? And they, they nod and they all leave. And, and Ty starts scrubbing through the audio. And as she's like going through it, she's like, what did she, did she talk to him say anything about leaving? No, nothing like that. You hear Katara say, they're, they're not the kind of people that would be like, hey, we're going to go for a walk and let us know. What's the big concern? The big concern is that they've been with us every day, and the moment they leave with unannounced gives me pause. Well, of course, you don't have pause. You can't say that. That's our word. We have pause. <laughs> she glares at him. After a bit, um, she gets to the, to like, she's like just going empty room, empty room, and then there, oh, there's, there's, there's Hope and Baron. And so she reminds until Baron enters the room. Baron uh, comes in, and at the foot of hope's bed on the on the floor is what looks like a campfire and as baron comes in this campfire lifts its head and the hellhound kind of looks at um baron and baron holds his hand out and the hellhound kind of licks his hand with a fiery wispy tongue and puts his head back down on his paws and you see baron lightly shake hope and hope's like what's huh and baron's like shh we need to go what what do you why what's happening we need to leave now Something's going to happen soon, and we don't want to be here when it happens. And Hope kind of, like, wakes up 100% and, like, sits up, and she's like, what, so we're just going to leave them to whatever it is? We just need to leave. We do not want to be here. I'm not... We're going to warn them, if if anything, then. We're not just going to leave them. Hope, remember what I said to you the other day? We need to worry about us, not them. We need to, and Hope interrupts him and says... No, I think you've done enough worrying about us for the both of us. You've worried about yourself your whole life. Sorry if I don't just run away with the man I hunted for 10 years because he woke me up in the middle of the night and says, oh, we need to go mysterious words that I don't have any reason for not telling you what's happening. For, uh, for note, because Baron says something's happening, like, I'd run and get my equipment if I don't have it. I'm just assuming you guys always have your equipment because I don't think you've ever had a time where you were like, oh, nothing's going to happen here. And then something didn't happen. So I think you guys <laughs> have learned your lesson. Okay. Instead of dragging his table, Kentaro's like dragging his vortex gun. <laughs> and and Baron sits on the bed next to her and he puts his hand on the side of her face and she kind of recoils a little bit, but she lets him. And he says, look at me. Look into my eyes. Is this the face of the man that you hunted for 10 years? Or is this the face of somebody who newly found out he has a daughter and wants to do everything he can to protect her? And there's a moment of silence. 
She says, let me get my stuff. And she gets dressed and they leave and the hellhound follows. And that's the last of the video. And like the video is playing, there is um, a sort of like interference. You can hear like, it sounds like people talking. And it ca- I'm going to say, both of you make a perception check and whoever gets the higher is the one who gets to notice it. I'll take a 10 for 24. 12. Landris, you, you heard it. You heard like some talking. Talking? Yeah. It's not like elsewhere? some interference. Like from the audio device. Almost like, you know when like, you have like a walkie-talkie and somebody's like in, uh, infringing, like you're, all of a sudden you start getting the radio? Mm-hmm. You know, for all the walkie-talkies I'm sure you use daily. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm going to take out my communicator and see if I can't find that like frequency or see if I can re- recreate that feedback on a device that isn't otherwise outputting audio. Okay. Uh, so like everybody's trying to like talk over like what that means. And meanwhile, like you're over there working on it. And then uh, you you dial into it. It comes in clear. You hear something akin to what sounds almost like, you know, you've been in the, you were in the police. It sounds sort of like police chatter. And it, it's a lot of signals going on at once. And you kind of try to get down to just one, see if you can't get, get rid of some of the overlapping signals. And you get to something that is pretty clear. And you hear it say, teams check in, alpha team in position, bravo team in position, charlie team in position, officer lang is your crew in position. Yeah, we're ready. All right, we have green light for shoot first, but we do want to take prisoners if possible. That means no execution, Officer Lang. You keep your boys in check. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Recon shows people in three rooms. Alpha team, are you prepared to breach? We're ready. All right, breach on my mark. Three, two, one, mark. And your boat shakes with an explosion, and it begins to list a little bit. You hear, Bravo team, three, two, one, mark. And you hear another explosion. And then you begin hearing gunfire come from across the ship. We got sight on the third room. A lot of men in there. All right, pick your targets and open fire. And then you see lasers come through your windows. Not like lasers as in the laser gun. Laser is like a laser pointer. You all see that, so you immediately know what that means. And you all jump behind cover as fire begins to ring out around you. Everyone's going to need to roll initiative. 25 was mine. My initiative is 27. In that room with you now left over is still Kintaro and Tally and you two. And there is sniper fire coming in through the windows. What this means right now you guys have gotten into cover positions. Uh, but essentially, any, if you're going to make any sort of movement, you're going to be getting out of cover. And you're going to get shot at by, or you're going to get an attack opportunity by these snipers. So you can go in between covers, uh, but in your movements, every time you do move, you're going to get attack opportunity, essentially. Uh, unless you find some way to block these windows. Because these snipers are, are pinning you down for the moment, flooding into the room as wa- almost like water rushes in. You know how it spreads all around. Comes in uh, a bunch of SWAT. These guys have like black plate sort of armor, almost like, um, think of like a hardened sort of bulletproof vest and kind of shoulder pads. They've got all like these ammo pouches and they've got like a a sort of blue sort of jumpsuit underneath it all. And then they've got different ranged weapons as well as a melee weapon. And they got like goggles on that have three dots, two where you have your eyes and then like a sort of third eye up on the forehead and those are glowing purple. And the sniper dudes have like a, a black jumper with a black vest again has all sorts of pouches for ammo and of course a sniper rifle and they their mask is this cool almost flat thing where you can't see their face almost imagine that they can't see out of it except this is a camera and you can see like text and a single red light coming off of it uh but in from that swat 
two guys come in that are very much not dressed like SWAT. This one dude is wearing what looks like to be a heavily modified uh, SWAT outfit without any sort of goggles or anything like that. And the other dude is wearing a gas mask and he is wearing like a leather jacket and leather pants without any sort of like armor underneath. He's like, his abs are showing. He's got long, looks like dirty blonde hair. Now across the board are these elves half elves? Um, let's see, the SWAT guys, you can see the top of their head. So the SWAT guys, we'll say, is a mix between a bunch of different races. Mm -hmm. Two guys that are not looking like regular SWAT. Those are definitely both half-elves. Okay. I'm gonna make one SWAT guy, a rat folk, mm -hmm. and the half or, half or regular elf, so it doesn't matter. Alright, so right now you've got three SWAT guys in and those two dudes. Okay. Okay, so I have five smoke arrows, which, uh, when they hit, act as five-foot cubes made by a smokestick. A mm -hmm. smokestick... Um, is uh, the smoke dissipates naturally after one minute unless it's blown away by something. So I'm gonna take a full round action, uh, so up to four attacks, and I'm gonna hit each window that I see okay. with the, with a smoke stick, arrow, a smoke arrow. All the snipers coming from one side because you guys are docked. It's all coming from the side, the dry side. Mm -hmm. So you can just hit those windows and get all the windows covered that you need to. Okay. So you'd say there's four of them. Yep. Just roll and don't get a one. Okay. <laughs> nope. 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 No ones. I would love if the nope was you not hitting, like, one, <laughs> one, 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 okay, well, they all fall on my feet, and I die of smoke inhalation. Alright, awesome. Uh, as the arrows explode, you you can hear, because you've got the comms still in the thing. We lost sight. We do not have visual contact. I, I say, like, we're clear from the snipers. Uh, what are you going to do with your robot? I'm going to break defend Kentaro. Okay. Victor, my friend, my pal. Can I see anybody? Yes, the smoke is just on the... The snipers? Yeah. The windows. But this is, like, this is, these are professionals. They're all behind partial cover. So everybody, which is like a, what, a plus four, I think? Yeah, I'm going to shift five foot to get cover, and then I'm going to shoot at one of the SWAT guys. 31 to touch. Yep. And then the, the third last one was a 16. Just touch hit. Uh, 15 and 18, cold damage. Tally is going to cloak. You see, she just disappears from sight. Uh, it like starts from her feet and it goes all the way up until she's just gone. Kentaro is going to take out this rifle, which looks like a sleek, low caliber rifle made of this of burnished sky metal. And he takes careful aim and he shoots. And instead of what usually comes out of laser or something like that, a barb, like this three-pronged barb, shoots out. And it like just dodges the cover and hits into some guy's arm. And the guy, he like flitches his arm back and goes, oh... Oh, and he starts holding his head. After that, it's the enemy's turn. The dude who is, like, not wearing armor like a fool, um, he takes his gun and he's gonna let loose on you, Anders. Okay. 17. Touch hits. 9. No. You hear an overwhelming screech, and you can almost see the, the sound waves, which is almost like these little rings coming at you. You hear, like, and it, like, shakes the bones in your skull as he's shooting from what you can identify as a sonic rifle. 12 points of damage. Is he using the same thing Tar uses, the resonator? No, it's a sonic rifle. Okay. You hear over the radio, We got a ghost in there. Lang, your crew got something for that? And you hear Lang over the radio, We got this, don't worry about it. Ash, you take care of it? And that dude who's got all the modified stuff, he like puts the gunny ass over his shoulder and, re and with his other hand reaches behind him and he pulls out which is like strapped to him and hanging off his back. 
a grenade launcher and he shoots out at you guys and one grenade lands in between Tally and during the other one between Kentaro and Landris and then an explosion happens of bright light everyone needs to make fortitude save 29 27 so the grenades go off and you guys kind of like you you recognize you're like oh that's a flash grenade I should put something in front of my eyes and it explodes and you look away you might get like a little bit white dot but nothing really blinding however the light distorts everything around the cloak suit and you see tally uncloak like from head to toe and, and it's all like blinking and scattering in and out but you can absolutely see her profile and you can see her and the guy who shot the grenades kind of smirks a little bit but this is not like this is like this guy probably never worn a smile in his life you can tell from his haircut i mean really he's got like a mohawk that he doesn't even have up it's parted over really okay and so he just kind of smirks in, in the small smirk he could do and it's now going to be regular SWAT guy. The SWAT guy that you shot at would like to return the favor, Victor, with a 15. That misses. All right, and a 12's going to miss. The other guy's going to target Tally. <laughs> a 20 and a 1. Uh, this guy has something called an X-Laser, which is this honking piece of... It's pretty much like a supercharged laser. Like, you know those laser rifles that kind of do, like, fire damage? That's pretty cool. This thing, like, bores holes through people. It's a very highly focused, incredibly powerful beam of high-frequency light. And it fires, and it leaves, like, this little X... And it goes right through the stone, and you could just see it pierces right through Tally. And it was a critical, so it did a ton of damage. Another SWAT guy, and this SWAT guy is the Rat Folk dude. This Rat Folk dude kind of holds his head, and you see him, like, rip off his mask as he vomits onto the ground. Now it's Lannister's turn. What'd the guy without a mask on do? He he shot the, the two flashbang grenades. I don't want him to do that again. I'm going to fire at that guy. 23. There's a miss. Uh, for my second arrow, I'm going to pull out a blunt arrow. I want this to do non-lethal damage. 25. Hit. 19. Miss. 18. Miss. 25 non-lethal damage. I dink him in the head with a blunt arrow. You catch him as like he he went out to shoot the grenades, and as he goes back, you hit him right in the head. You hear an intercom. Ouch, Ash, you okay with that? He's like, <laughs> keep your mind in the battle, Saren. Uh, I'm going to move Bird to protect Tally. Okay. Vic. Yeah, I'm going to shoot at the same guy Landris was just shooting at. I'm going to try out my new arc pistol arm. Uh, 18 to touch. Hit. 26 to touch. Hit. And 21 to touch. Hit. 42. Tally. Well, first thing she's going to do is run the cover now that she can't just be out in the open and be fine with everything. And then she's going to take out her laser rifle and she's going to fire. She yells out, is this the psycho squad you were talking about, Landris? <laughs> Not even. The two successful hits. Kentaro, now you see he talks into his gun. He's talking to his gun. People who talk to their weapons, crazy. <laughs> the rat folk dude kind of like holds his head for a little bit and then just like almost mechanically straightens up, turns around and point blank uh, empties his gun into the SWAT guy next to him. Cool. Who did that to the rat guy? Kintaro. Kintaro. He hit him with a mine render? Id rifle. Id rifle. And the guy, like, reels back from being shot at. He was not taking the shot at by the guy next to him. We're going to make it now uh, the enemy's turn. First guy is going to go is Saren. Saren runs straight at you guys. His gun is on, like, um, a strap across his, his shoulder underneath his arm. And he lets it go, and he pulls out of a sheath a sword that is glowing blue. It's a katana in shape. And he runs, and he slices at Tally. Tally has plus two AC. It would have hit her if it wasn't for Bird. Or confirmed, I mean. Tally's last minute movement saved her bowels from being spilled on the floor as this guy tried to gut her. He just kind of twirls his sword in place. Making it now. Ash has turned Ash, which is the guy uh, with the modified armor, shoots more grenades. Thirty versus your CMD Landris, and twenty-five versus your CMD Victor. 
That gets me, yeah. That does not get me. Please just knock me down. <laughs> Have you ever had your ears pop? Yes. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. Excuse me. You hear what sounds like it's an explosion starts, and everything's just going away from the grenade, and then everything's pulled inside of the grenade. The explosion sound immediately stops, and your ears pop. Both of you are going to take 21 points of damage. Landris, you are tripped. Oh, perfect. The grenade pulls you to it, and you fall on your face. And you almost, like, you slide by just your face into the middle of the grenade, and then the rest of your body kind of lands. SWAT guys, focus on Tally. He's going to miss. The second guy is going to look over at the freaking dude who just shot him. And he's like, what the heck, man? And he's, you hear ring over the intercom. Friendly fire, friendly fire. And he is going to disarm him successfully. That's going to be his whole turn. And then the rat folks' turn is going to be, it's like a grapple situation. There's no, I'm not going to make it disarm attack. It's going to be a grapple. And he breaks a grapple, but that's his turn. So there's a, there's a tussle between the two of them, essentially. But that way, neither of them shot at you. Backed up to Lanner's turn. I'm going to spend one panache point to stand up as a swift action. Okay. Um, I do like a kip up Jackie Chan kind of thing. Nice. Uh, and I immediately start firing arrows back at the guy without a helmet with the grenade launcher. Okay. 33. Hit. Uh, 22. You knocked him out. Okay, good. Hit him with an arrow and he kind of like holds it and he starts pulling it out and then he falls over. So then I'm going to turn you hear to the- Man down, man down. We got a man down here. He's fine. <laughs> I'm going to turn to the guy that's attacking Tally and put the rest of the arrows toward him. 23. Hit. 19. Oh my, I've rolled like eight Miss. threes this. 17. Miss. 25 damage from the one that hit him. All right, you shoot, you're like, freaking show your abs in the middle of battle. You shoot him right in the abs, and you can see as it like hits it, the abs kind of almost nick away, and it's flesh-colored paint on top of what is essentially subdermal armor <laughs> implanted like underneath the skin. But you do get through it, and he's like, oh! Then he kind of holds the arrow and looks at you. Bird is going to move into a flanking position with that person and prepare to attack him if anyone flanks. Victor's turn. Uh, how far is that guy away from me? Only like 20 feet. Okay, I'm going to move up to him and get out. You're my, flanking. Get out my mace and I'm going to attack him. He looks at you, ah, fellow lover of the melee arts. Sure. Bird, <laughs> bird misses. Okay. Does a 35 hit? Does. 15 damage. You hear more chatter over the radio and you hear what sounds like um, Tar is putting with the phrase like, rocket launcher, get down here, that's a gosh darn rocket launcher. Then you hear an explosion <laughs> ring out <laughs> in the back of the boat. And then you hear another thing, man down, man down. Tally's turn. Tally's not so fond of being attacked with a sword. So Tally is going to, she's going to take a five foot step away to get out of this little brawl. And she's just going to light this guy up. She's like almost point blank ranges, lets loose the laser rifle. She hits him with both again. That guy's not looking great. There's a smell of burning flesh. And you can see mostly a lot of the abs and the skin is gone. Now you can see the metal underneath. Hopefully Kentaro can finish him off. It is Kentaro's turn. And they, what, what Kentaro's going to do, he's going to like let them, he's not, he's going to stop continuing to influence that guy. And he's going to take out his Vortex gun and hit all three of the uh, SWAT officers at the same time. Well, they all failed their save, so they're all freaking sickened. Don't sound so disappointed, Caleb. One of the dudes crumbles to the ground into a, a position. It's like when you know like in Samus from Metroid when she goes into a little ball, it's like you must have broken every bone to fit into that little ball. That guy just crumpled into a little ball where you can see like bones sticking out now. Oh, wow. The other dudes got hurt a lot. You hear coming out over the radio. We're getting chewed up down here. I thought Charlie team was supposed to run support. And then you hear uh, the guy who's kind of giving the orders the whole time say, uh, Charlie team, you in position? Yes, we are. Breach, breach. And you hear explosions ring out above you as the ceiling falls on top of you and there are several holes and ropes come down from the holes and guys uh, slide down the ropes. They're attached to these tactical ropes and they're now hanging from the ceiling. And there are now new people, wonderful, fun people to to join you in on your mission. And it's a lot of fun. Coming down are two SWAT dudes, regular looking SWAT dudes. And then this thing 
floats down from one of the holes. One of the holes doesn't have rope out and said, this girl comes down. She is wearing black all over, skin tight sort of suit with all these tubes coming out, going to her arms into the back of her skull. And her face is completely obscured by this sheer, I'd call it, but you actually can't see through it, fabric over her face. And her arms are out and she floats down without any sort of other thing to say why it's happening. No like rocket boosters, nothing. She just floats and lands. Uh, kind of behind you guys. You guys are now in, the, in a crossfire sort of position. And you've got guys shooting at you from above. Saren's gonna... To duel you there, Victor. Okay. Not great rolls. 15 and 12. Miss, miss. As this thing goes by you, you can you can feel the burning of it. It kind of reminds you of the Dark Trooper, how its weapon was superheated. Yep. But this thing doesn't have stuff dripping off of it. It's a little bit different. But it's definitely like, this is not just a sword. That's normal. I'm ready to duel him. All right, so you got two dudes. All right, so the two guys are grappling. The other guy's going to grapple him again. <laughs> and then the other guy's going to get out of it again. They're having they're just like playing tag, freeze tag. You're it. No, but, I'm on safety. But quit it. <laughs> quit it. He's like, I'm okay. And you actually hear him say, I'm okay. I'm okay now. It seems that they get the idea now that he's fine. Back to the top of the order. Lanners. And so so you have an idea of what's happening. You've got Saren, who is in, engaged with you, who looks pretty bad. Engaged with Victor. Correct. You've got the two SWAT guys who have just stopped attacking each other. Both look pretty bad. One mm. is a rat folk. And now you've got two other SWAT guys who have come from the roof. I'm more worried about Floaty Lady. Yep. Who, who's never touched the ground. She's always floating now. With her palms kind of pointing to the ground. So I'm much more concerned about her than anyone else. So I'm going to turn to her and shoot at her. So this first arrow, I'm going to make a uh, entangling shot on her. 26. Hit. 16. Miss. And 10. Miss. I haven't rolled over a 10. <laughs> Good. 34 damage, and she is entangled for one round. And I'm going to have Bird take a full round action on Saren. 16, 29, and 30 for Bird's attack rolls. 29 hits and 30 hits. Does a grand total of nine damage. Yeah. I have a question. How does Bird attack? Like, what is its attack? Uh, he's got little, like, he picks stuff up with claw-like things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he stabs with claws and has something, something akin to a mouth. It's like his vocal speaker kind of thing. He closes, like, what would be a beak to cover the speaker. It's like a speaker cover that he stabs people with. <laughs> Hence why it doesn't do much damage. Vic. I'm gonna full round action power attack Saren. 33, 18, hit. 26. Hit. I'm sorry, 18 was a miss. 26 is a hit. 46. Damage. How do you kill him? Oh, well, I hit him in the head with the... I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush his head with my mace. You smash his head so hard in that the mask doesn't fit anymore. His gas mask falls off and you can see a, a pressed indentation about the size of your hand into the side of his face. And you can see his brain squeezing out. And he falls to the ground. I want to grab his sword. Uh, so you hear over the intercoms, Bravo team report, infirmary secure. All right, head over to support Alpha team. They're having a real trouble in that armory. And you hear another explosion ring out. And you, just, you can hear like Tar screaming and it's getting picked up over one of the guy's mics. You hear somebody from the Bravo team uh, responds. They can't handle one guy. He's stuck up in some kind of armory. He's got a million weapons. All right, it's Tally's turn. Actually gonna shoot a floating lady. Frickin' Tally is just rocking these rolls. She's rocking and rolling. She hits with both her laser shots. Kentaro's turn. Kentaro's gonna turn Vortex on the dudes and try to hit the two dudes that are in the ceiling now, or repelling. You feel some sort of presence in this room. Something big is near you. It's a very weird feeling, and it's very quickly identified what it is as Victor. You feel uh, some sort of blade scrape across your stomach and chest, and this uncloaks before you. It is a snake person wearing a full bodysuit of armor and has like four spots for eyes. 
Victor, 25 to AC. That will hit. 9, 20. You're now flat-footed. And this thing kind of like, as it slashes you, it calls up to kind of stand. And running through the door of the room is this. Welcome our next contestant. It is a some sort of catfolk person wearing a skin-tight suit with armor plating and uh, even her tail's armored. And she's got a mask that comes over and kind of leaves her mouth exposed, gives her a heads-up display, and she's got a very small sort of like pistol thing. And she runs in very quickly with Grace and she shoots her own guy. You see her shoot the rat folk dude. And <laughs> what comes out of the gun is a little needle. And you hear over the radio, Psycho Squad. This is what we brought you in for. Are you guys worth it or not? And you hear Jimmy Lang talk over the radio. Don't worry, my boys will take care of it. They'll be down before you know it. Dude who is tussling with the rat folk is going to make a shot at Tally. And this is, again, you're seeing some sort of police precision. This isn't, let's just randomly fire whoever we want. This is, they're picking a target, they're focusing it down, and they're moving to the next target. It hits Tally bad. She, like, puts her back up against the cover as much as she can, and you see she is bleeding from several open wounds. Ratfolk dude is going to fire. He fires the X-Laser, which goes through the pillar that she has covering her, and puts a hole in her stomach. She holds it. She looks up at you, Lanris, and then she falls over. And then it changes targets, and it focuses now on Kentaro and fires. Now, dudes that are repelling. Kentaro gets shot up. Everybody starts targeting him. The rat folk, the guys from the ceiling, all start hitting him. Now, that um, lady who's floating that you have entangled, Mm -hmm. You can see, like, the tubes, things start moving through them. You can't see what's going through them, but you can see them, like, shaking and moving as stuff is going through them. And she points at you, Landris. Make a DC 18. Fortitude save. 28. Dang. She points at you, and you see a thin beam of, I guess, what I can describe as energy come over. And then it splits into, like, a hundred beams that kind of surround you. And you kind of shake it off, and they kind of all fall to the ground. I really like that spell. All right, Landris' turn. This is getting a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm going to activate my temporal accelerator. Um, so basically, I get two full-round actions. You got seven targets to pick from. I'm going to start with the woman that just cast a spell at me. 24. Hit. 26. Hit. 11. Miss. You see the part that misses hits something in front of her and falls down. As it hits, you can see a red sort of circle that has all these insignias on it kind of appear as it hits it and then they just disappear. 51 damage. You cut like that fabric that's covering her. You can see some blood coming out. Uh, full round action number two. 29. Hit. 33. Damage. But you like these arrows are just flying. She's like all these, their fabric is getting shredded. Tubes are getting cut. And you see falling out of the tubes is a red liquid. It's not blood red. It's a little bit brighter. Almost sort of neonish. 23 to hit. Equal, so it hits. Natural one, so. Miss. 14 more damage. She stops floating and she falls onto the ground. Bird's gonna move to protect Kintaro. Victor, that sword's at your feet. It'll be move action, pick it up. Yeah, I got that snake lady. You have a snake lady right in front of you. I'm guessing they attack, uh, provoke an attack of opportunity. Oh, however, she gets a free attack on 20. I'm flat-footed, so it hits. Yeah. Otherwise, no. 9 plus 10. This thing, she takes her hands and she brings them almost like scissors at your neck. And cuts part of your neck. Okay, full round action, power attack it. 24. Hit. 22. Hit. 16. Miss. 44 points of damage. Nice. You cut through some of that armor like it's paper. Charles reloaded his gun. Yeah, yeah, now it's time for some full round attacks. He's going to empty the gun. Holy shnikes. 69 points of damage. He hits this thing, and all three of the guys that were repelling are goners. They're dead? 
Yeah. You see, they're just like dangling. So who's left in here? You got Snake. You've got Catfolk. You've got the two original SWAT officers. Catfolk lady's turn. She fires a thing at the magic user that you killed, and then she rotates the chamber of your gun or presses a button, and you see like your your movement, and she shoots another thing at the magic user. The magic user, you see, she kind of like wakes up, uses her hands to lift her up, and before she even fully stands, she disappears. Snake's turn. Seventeen to your AC. Miss. She slashes at you, but she misses. Oh, wait, 14 versus your CMD. Oh, yeah, that missed. So she slithers past you, and as she slithers past, she tries to rake her claws against you. However, you're going to get attack of opportunity. 33. Okay, hit. That's 17 points of damage. She's moving right up to Kentaro. One of the original SWAT officers is going to fire two shots at Taro. Back to the top of order, Landris. Uh, first thing, I'm going to try to make a perception check to locate the invisible person. 34. You get, you see her. You don't see her, but you're like, oh, that's where she is. You can kind of see the glimmer. Right, right, Um, And is she where she was standing before? No, she has gotten up and then she's moved about 30 feet. First thing I'm going to do is full run action the Catfolk Woman. 27? Yes. 32? Hit. 26? Hit. 24? Yes, it hits. A total of 91 damage to her. Oh, I think you like almost cut her in half. Sweet. Like, stop healing people! <laughs> For my second round, I'm going to shift and I'm going to try and like stand on top of, like, I'm trying to give Kentaro cover with myself. Okay. I'm going to use a move action to activate the Ring of the Trickster. Another copy of me appears. If anyone tries to attack me, they basically have a 50% chance to hit the copy instead. And I'm going to take a prepared action to shoot Invisible Woman should she stop being invisible. Okay, Victor. I want to use a move action to grab the sword. Then I want to shoot the snake lady with my arc pistol. I think it's a lady. I don't know. It might be a man. I don't know. The snake person. Uh, 25 to touch. It It'll be seven damage. I want to use my ring. I want to shoot above the snake person. And then b- okay. below me, I want to fall on top of her. Or it. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Okay. Because I shot her and I did pick it up. So yeah, I'm done. Kentaro's got to reload his gun. I think he's going to Vortex try to get rid of the other two. So he does 40 damage, eliminating them. Ratfolk gone. Original SWAT guys are gone. You hear armory secured. You put him down. And then you hear, uh, this is Stone, we're losing control of the situation. And then you hear Lang go, You're not just going to leave my boys out there to dry, are you? Don't worry, Lang. Alpha Team, Bravo Team, get your men secured and move in on that position. Support Psycho Squad. Love Handle, make a sweep down there. Provide them some air support. And you hear, turn out, turn out, turn out. And then you hear what is the sound of two missiles flying off of this vertebrate and blowing up the wall that separated you and the snipers. And there's a vertebrate there, and you just hear as it spins. The fantasy cyberpunk analog to a minigun spins up, and it just releases a torrent of lasers. So we're going to make reflex saves, everybody. 23. 20. Both take half of 32. It rinse bird. And now there is there's a vertebrate just sitting there now with a big hole in the wall. And then you see, in a couple seconds, as the smoke clears from the explosion, two laser pointers the snipers try to reacquire you. Magic user is going to provoke your action. Um, this is going to be another uh, entangling shot. 19. Miss. As she comes into vision, while the cloak disappears, you see her kind of sort of... She's very blurry. It's strange. It's like you're looking at her without without glasses. DC 18 fortitude save. I made a 33. 22. 
she does another thing, and like more of those little lasers come out, and like you can see, like when they're around you, they got like little bits of crystal floating in them. But again, they they just kind of go around you, and they just don't get any sort of penetration. They look like they're trying to get through your skin, almost like little worms trying to burrow through your skin, but they just can't do it. Landris, <gasps> I look at Kentaro. He looks back at you. How bad does he look? Bad. He's like panting, and you can see like blood's trickling out of his mouth, and his fur's starting to get mad with blood. Vic, I don't know if this is worth it. You're shouting over the sound of this verter. <laughs> What are we gonna do? You see one of the sniper lasers goes like right to your forehead, Vic, and the other one right to Kentaro's heart. I hold up my hands and I step in, I interpose myself between Kentaro and where the sniper fire is coming from. I just put my hands up. Okay, interesting. Victor, what do you do? Are you sure? There's more coming. I do the same. Kentaro looks at you and and says, they're gonna put you away forever. We can't just die here. <sighs> he throws his gun on the ground and he puts his hands up. More SWAT officers pour in from the door. You see some rappel from the roof into this new opening on the side of the wall, kind of like jump and kind of arc in and swing in and detach and they surround you. And they are, there's all sorts of shouting like, get on the ground, put, on your, put your face in the ground. And you know, you're like when cops arrest, like two cops are arresting one guy, it's noisy. It's like 500 SWAT officers <laughs> trying to arrest one guy, right? It's very noisy. And you guys are forcefully, your faces are shoved into the ground, your arms behind your back, you're, you're handcuffed. And like, as you're like put on the ground, you're right next to Tally, who you just see empty eyes. Just a pull of blood out of her mouth. And then they force you, pull you up, and they start escorting you out of the boat. As you get out, everyone's clapping who's outside of the boat. A bunch of the SWAT officers in what looks like a small little command post. And you see this guy. At some point, I yell bloody murder because the temporal accelerator wears off. They hit you over the head with a baton. Say, shut up. This guy kind of follows you with his eyes as you guys get out. And he's shaking hands with, a, with another guy who seems to be some sort of commanding officer. And the commanding officer says to, to this dude that you're looking at, who's got like, he's got like a, a police uniform over very obvious armor and a head, headgear that has all sorts of, um, uh, what's the word? Lenses. And uh, they're shaking hands. And the commanding officer is saying to this armored guy, well, you boys at Psycho Squad sure live up to your reputation. Thank you, sir. Well, 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 look what we got here. Caught ourselves a couple of fishies trying to swim away. Load them up in the vertebrates. Captain's gonna want to see these guys personally. And they split you up into vertebrates, and you see being pulled out of the boat as well. Tar, who's like almost being dragged. He's bloody and beat up bad. Tally is brought out on just kind of like she's over somebody's shoulder, obviously just deceased. And Marcus is brought out as well between two guys are carrying him out and he is also appears to be deceased. Shiva is handcuffed as well, being dragged out. She doesn't seem to be as beat up as Tar, but she's really bad beat up as well. Victor Landris, Kintar, you're all bloodied and messed up. They throw you in a vertebrate, they throw Tar Shiva and Marcus's body into a vertebrate and throw Tally's body into yours. And I hear this vertebrate, there's like there's a you're sitting across from one person each who has a gun pointed at you. On the ground, just with a small covering, is Tally's body with her hands kind of hanging out, dangling, and you're you're flying and they're kind of just like congratulating each other while the dudes who are pointing guns at you have just like straight faces, very professional SWAT officers who just have guns pointing at you. And Jimmy Lang is in there and he's just kind of like he's reclining with his arms behind his back, his hands folded up behind his back. <laughs> you two, oof. <laughs> you guys stood up a lot of trouble. Took a lot to bring you down. Heard you took down a couple of my men. Oh, that's fine. I didn't like Sam anyways. She was a big pain in my ass. I say why heal when you can pull the trigger, right? Monica is not going to be too happy, though. I think she had a thing going on for Saren. And you start hearing, like, reports over. We got, you know, six casualties. We have two in critical condition. Hey, Jimmy. Uh, Officer Lang. Yeah, this is Jimmy. 
Ash seems to be alive. We're taking him to intensive care right now. One of these arrows, it's it's blunted. He looks over at you guys. Hand me his weapon. No, 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 no. That guy's. And he has your bow and he kind of looks at it. This yours? Yeah? Huh? Yeah. You ain't seen many people running around with something like this. I guess you won't be needing it anymore. And he snaps it over his knee and he throws it out of the vertebrae. Brought a whole army for two guys. Well, if you look into that vertebrate over there, and if you look on the floor here, it was more than two. You hear an explosion, and one of the vertebrates explodes from the inside and, and goes down hard. It was the one carrying Tar and Shiva. And, like, Jimmy, like, r- runs over and he, like, uses a, a handhold to look out of the vertebrate at the one went down. Holy, what happened? What happened? Was that was that, that theirs? You just see like just a plume of smoke as the vertebrate smashes into the ground. You guys are a handful. What happened? Are you not the least bit concerned about that? None of my boys are on that one. I'm sure SWAT is going to handle it. Do you think he blew it up? Who? Who likes to blow things up? No. Why would he do that? Why? Because he likes to blow things up. Yeah, I'm sure it just spontaneously combusted. You didn't have 80 guys on that vertebrate. Maybe you couldn't handle that either. He uh, folds his arms and sits back in his chair. I just put, like, my head in my hands. And you uh, hear the other commanding officer diverting some of the vertebrates to go check out what happened. You guys are more of a pain in my ass than many of the other assignments I've had before. I'll tell you that much. And I've been on Psycho Squad a long time. So what are we being brought in for? I wasn't read my uh, rights. People like you don't deserve rights. You get them taken away, just like you took them away from so many other people. You read those guys their rights in the tram before you burned it to the ground? We didn't do that. I had a bow and arrow. What makes you think I burned a bunch of people to death? Does that seem like our MO? You didn't do a lot of studying, did you? He gestures over to one of the SWAT officers that was, like, just destroyed and crumpled by the Vortex gun. You had to dig that bull guy out of the armory. You know how many explosives he used on us? You're pathetic. You have your ways of trying to avoid responsibility. You should go in with some dignity. Did the tram explode? No, the tram didn't explode. And the people inside didn't explode. They were bitten and slashed and burned. Do you see any of that going on right now? He kind of waves his hand dismissively. You think I studied the report? My detective days are over, but I'm still the smartest asshole in three districts. Not with this catch, but after today, I might get reinstated. And he kind of slugs you on the shoulder. I'll have to get you a gift to say thanks. Yeah, maybe the first case you should investigate is this one. And how you just got played for a fool. He kind of leans forward and kind of goes like eye to eye with you. Hey, maybe you think about how you talk to me and, and talk to me with a little bit more respect. After all, you killed a couple of my friends in there. I tried not to. I left Ash alive, didn't I? He leans back again and he kind of disengages with you. After a bit, you uh, land on the roof of some sort of some building and you see cops everywhere and they're taking no chances getting you out of this vertebrate and you're walked down into this station. You're walking through some hallways and there's cops and everywhere they go, they're clapping. Everybody's congratulating Jimmy and all the crew there. Eventually, you get down the hall and it's just Jimmy and a couple of the SWAT guys bringing you down this hallway and they stop and they gesture forward. Well, go on through. Go through the door. You enter a large office that has a mural painting directly off the wall opposite you. And it looks kind of like circuitry, you know, magnified, you know, a thousand times. Sitting in front of this on a red leather chair and a white Oxford shirt and a loose black tie with a left cybernetic arm and an entirely cybernetic head. Sits in front of you behind a big oak desk, a red oak desk. The guy that was in the picture that came with hope. He looks at you and says, we finally meet.
I've been waiting for you. But you barely hear him speak, because all you're thinking about is everything and everyone you've lost. The canister's gone. The AAA has been destroyed. Nearly every one of its members killed. You have nothing left but the two men next to you. And the last thought that runs through your mind before the door closes behind you is that it's all been for nothing. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been Christian and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening.